everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's We Don't Have an Episode Number. Hooray! Yay, that's my favourite number. <laughs> yes, we decided that uh, it's been a while since we did one of these, and uh, so we're uh, just going to do what we did the last time when we spoke about Red Dwarf and Animal Crossing. Uh, we're just going to talk about those two games, uh, well, that one game and the, the TV series again. Man, did they ever make a Red Dwarf game? I don't know. They should have. Also, Nathan's here. Oh, he might be. <laughs> he was here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm here. I don't know if he can hear me. That's that's a completely oh, different issue. There's, no, a we red, can hear you now. there's a Red Dwarf game for mobile. All right. It looks like it was made alongside the uh, Dave revival of the show. Ah, that's, that's got to be real good then. <laughs> I've not reached yeah, that it, point yet. I kind of fell off of Red Dwarf. I need to go back to. Oh, did you? Yeah, How not far, because uh, not because it was bad or anything. I just I watched a bunch of it at once and then started yeah. watching other stuff. How uh, far did you get? Oh God, I don't remember. I think it was some point in series four. Oh wow! So you still got still got four decent epi- uh, seasons to go anyway. Wait, you include eight in the decent. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. No, sorry, series five. I finished series four, got on to series five. And then <laughs> that's where I stopped. Yeah, eight, eight has got some of the, the classic episodes in it as well. So ironically, I didn't reach the quarantine episodes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so... Uh, Greetings and uh, salutations to everyone, and thanks for downloading us, or maybe not. But uh, we've decided what we're going to do this time is we've missed quite a bit, so there wasn't an E3 as such. We've been having all these kind of digital events, and uh, I think we're going to talk through the, the the two big ones, the Xbox, one of the Xbox events that happened, that happened, what, two days ago, and the PS5 event that happened... God, when did that happen? Uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. June, <laughs> maybe June. Yeah, because uh, there's the there was the Ubisoft one, which we are not really going to talk about. The EA one, which didn't have anything. <laughs> it was just EA <laughs> talking for like an hour about, okay, guys, we're probably making games at some point, but we don't have any of them to show. And it's like, why did you have this event? You didn't have to. E3 was cancelled. Like, <laughs> no one was making you do this. Yeah. Well, it was like the um, Nintendo did uh, one of those product directs the other day there as well. And it showed, what, three games? And one of them wasn't really a, a game. It was just a bunch of DLC for the, the Cadence of Hyrule thing as well. That, so one, that one felt to me like they had a bunch of marketing deals that they had to fulfill. Like they had already uh, signed the deals for we will show these games in June or July at E3. Uh-huh. And they were probably reaching the end of that and E3 hadn't happened and they didn't have a direct ready. So they were just like, fuck it, chuck those ones out. That's my yeah. suspicion, based on nothing, because I don't have any insiders at Nintendo or anything. I wish I yeah. did, but I don't. <laughs> well, um, the interesting, the interesting thing that all of them have done, 
I think the only one is Ubisoft didn't, but all of the other ones have been, and that's not it. We will we will probably maybe possibly do another one of these. No, Ubisoft said that as well. <laughs> Ubisoft said they were doing. Oh, did they? Yeah, they said it was like a, a series of events. Yeah. The thing is, um, we killed E3, but all that happened is that we realised that E3 was never the enemy, it was containing the enemy. And now <laughs> E3 never ends. Yeah. <laughs> These events are constant now. There's apparently going to be another PlayStation and Sony event, uh, PlayStation and Xbox event next month. So. Yeah, and I don't know... You never know. We might even get bloody either release date or a a price point. One you would point. hope so. I would assume yeah. that set, like their next event would be, uh, you know, here is the launch lineup and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's yes. Yeah. It's feeling more and more like mobile phone releases, and it's going to be like. Yeah, the console's coming out in two weeks and this is the price. Good luck. <laughs> pre-orders, are, <laughs> pre-orders are up now. Also, the site's down. Yeah, it's like... Uh, like apparently, Sony's um, pre-order site went up, but you can't... You can register your interest. That's pretty good. And it's like they're saying that you can only uh, order one at one per person or something like that. And it's just like, but how much does it cost? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so I think I think it's interesting. I, I don't know. So it must be maybe, cheap enough that you might be able to afford more than one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what you haven't seen is they've par- partnered with like a finance company, and the minute you add one to your Microsoft, your literally checkout. did that. <laughs> you can buy Xboxes through subscription. That's a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they've had it for a while for the Xbox One. You can, was right. it a two-year program, is it not? Yeah, something like yeah. that. I think they were doing it, and like you, apparently if you pay something like, um, if it was like $30, $30 a month, you would then get upgraded to the Series X as well. Hmm. But it worked out that you paid like 700 over two years. Right. There was, there was some weird, weird programme like that flying about. But... Yeah. <laughs> according, to, according to Jeff Grubb, who is a writer for VentureBeat, um, and has been very good at leaking the dates of all the events during this, he's been referring to it as Jeff Grubb's summer game mess. Um, he says next month we have the Warframe Tenocon, which is officially announced, that's August 1st. August 11th, which is the Frontier Showcase, which I'm not 100% sure where that is. And then some point in August, we will have Xboxing Day and the <laughs> State of Play. August 22nd is the DC Fandom, which is my favourite name of all of these events. <laughs> um, which will have... I don't think it is specifically just DC stuff. I think it's Warner Brothers in general, so you'll see Warner Brothers games stuff, like probably that Harry Potter game and stuff like that. Right, okay. Um, August 27th is Gamescom, and that's up till the 30th. And then it just says at the bottom, Wildcard Nintendo. So maybe Nintendo does something at some point. Yeah. Who knows? There's no Nintendo games announced for like the rest of the year. So <laughs> you would hope they would <laughs> announce a game at some point. The big rumors that they're going to do remasters of all of the 3D Mario games. 
Uh-huh. But who knows? Who knows? I have diehard Metroid fans left are really praying right now. Hmm? If I have diehard Metroid fans are really crying right now because that game has just seemed to have gone into the ether. Like, I've heard nothing about it. They said at the start of... Was it this year or the start of last year? They said that they had cancelled it and rebooted it with retro takeover development. Like, that Metro Prime 4 is not coming out till like, the end of the Switch. Oh man, I need to hear that. That's... Yeah, they because it was originally when they announced it, it was being made by a Nintendo internal team in cooperation with Bandai Namco, kind of like how Smash Brothers was made. And what? they canned it. They were just like, no, we restarted development. Like they had a Nintendo Direct that was literally just them saying, we, we started again. And we brought Retro in to do it because Retro made those other games. We probably should have started that way. It's yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I like I okay. My comment was was legitimately in the hope that maybe say no, no. They said they were going to announce uh, something for Metro later this year. And yeah, Metro's so, coming out. Hey, Dana. I don't know. There's uh, been like there's they could still make like a two D Metroid or something. Just like Metroid Prime is out of commission for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, but there was an Xbox event. Yes. Should we talk about that? Do we want to talk about games first that we played, or? Um. Well, should we talk about what we played? Because I, I think there's only like two things that we've really played. Yeah. And then we will run through the the Xbox and the, the PlayStation Five event. Let's do that. Cool. So, I think we'll talk about the one that's probably probably won't take too long, um, and it's just Nathan and myself. We've played The Last of Us too. Yeah, you both love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I my the the problems that I have with it are, I think, they might be different from the the kind of buzz on the internet. Uh, I know the reason you didn't like it was it's got. I don't think it's got much to do with the buzz in the internet as well, Nathan. It was. Oh yeah, I don't. If 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 the buzz on the internet's what I think you're talking about, yeah, then I don't think my problem yeah. to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. So they they were uh, upset with the, the direction certain characters took and what they did with the story and things like that. That. <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. The The story is pretty bog standard and from the trailers and what you could guess and what the blobs that you could read in the back of a box, you knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it it's pretty damn obvious that something's going to happen to somebody uh, and it's going to cause... Is, bad things you know, are going it, to happen. It's, it's a game yeah, series where bad things happen. Yeah, but it's it builds itself and it tells you in certain bits that revenge. So it's like a revenge. Yeah, you know, game or revenge film. Yeah, something's going to happen to someone that Ellie cares about, and she's going to get revenge. She's yeah, going to do a revenge on some people. Um. So and it was it was quite te- telegraphed. That um, I knew exactly what was going to happen. 
I just I got it wrong about who it was going to happen to. Yeah, I mean, as you as you said, like it, pretty. I mean, it, not not to totally bag on the game. I think the gameplay has improved from the first one, but not in a measured way since the first one. If that makes sense, it's like. If you like the gameplay of, of The Last of Us, you'll like the gameplay of The Last of Us too, because it's that, but better. Yeah. And I think myself, um, you I think you share my opinion on this, Kieran. Is I've, I've always thought that The Last of Us didn't have that great uh, gameplay. I didn't think the gameplay was, was the real star of the show. Um, the Last of Us, the story was pretty, you know, the story was pretty simple and bog standard there, but what really, you know, kind of set it apart from from most most other games that were kind of coming out at the same time was the actual character moments and the actual relationship between the characters was done really well. I mean, the, the original Last of Us story is like your, your typical uh, post-apocalyptic survival tale, you know, but they threw like a father-daughter relationship, you know, yeah. in, in the midst of that, and it was basically about them coming together and growing a bond over a year and you know you seeing it build up yeah i think the main the main problem of two is that it tries to tell some it it tries to tell you know take some really bold steps but it doesn't i don't think it really earns it you know and as as you said there's a lot of things that are telegraphed and and i'm trying to be as vague as possible here (laughs) to not yeah people left on the planet that didn't look at the plot synopsis or complete the game already but it it tries to like take a bog standard revenge story and then tries to turn it on its head but my my kind of my kind of actual grievances with the game were that it just felt like it was just too long like the it, it just felt like oh, a natural kind of closing point or you know where you'd get into like act three and then the game just keeps died going. Again. Right. That's it definitely a thing I've heard over and over is people be like, this game just keeps going. And keeps feeling <laughs> yeah. like it's ending and then it keeps going. The the last time I felt that way about something was when I watched Casino Royale. I felt like that film <laughs> genuinely had <laughs> And like by the by the end of it I was I was busting to pee and you know how many times I get up to go to the toilet in the cinema here and you know, I was like, I, I might actually die here. And it kept going. I was like, nope, I have to go. And then I came back and the credits were rolling. And I was like, well, fuck it. Oh, and so that's the, kind of, <laughs> kind of the same way I, I felt here. It's just like, you're, you're progressing through this story. And it, it like, I understand why it tries to do what it does. But it just, every everything about it just feels like the structure, the, the way this is set up is completely it just it just feels completely incorrect. Like, from like, from a personal view, I've I've seen other people with like, you know, saying how they loved it and how it really engrossed them into the game. And for me, I was just kind of like, meh. You know, less is more sometimes, um, essentially. But and I, and I kind of feel like the story is telling as well. It's just like, as you say, it's a revenge tale. But it's a revenge tale that's like revenge is bad. But it kind of like really forces you to to commit, you know, like crazy, crazy violent acts. So when it actually gets to the the point of the game where it's like you're really supposed to have an emotional turn because of the violence that you've been 
even reeking. It's like you're desensitized because I've murdered thousands of people now. Okay, slight exaggeration. Yeah. You know, I've, I've diced up half of post-apocalyptic America. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like if I if I haven't had like my my kind of um, you know moral epiphany. You're not really going to be able to force it on me at this point, you know. Like I've already checked out mentally. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of feel like it, like it's not, it's not a terrible game. It's just that it's a bloated game. It's a very well-made bloated game. In my I, yeah, I I think you're right because I didn't even get as far as that. I got to, I started playing it, and um. You know, the events happen, that's it. Fucking someone's gonna pay. Um Do you know the people? Yes, dead. Did you see I might have seen dead. And you see so you're tra- traipsing all over the land killing people, like you said. And that was okay, and then you get to a point where they bring back the enemies of the clickers and all the there's a new beastie as well. Um, as there always is with one of these games, they always bring new enemies in, and you've got this beastie, and you are in a basement of some sort, and it's red emergency lighting, and you have to sneak around, and you have to take them out stealthily. And it felt exactly like there's a there's a level exactly like that in the first game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I've just gone full circle. I'm playing the first one, and it's going nowhere. I'm I'm not getting anywhere. Like you said, I, you get to one point where you you find out that the people you're looking for are in a certain place, and you sneak into the building, and just as you're about to sort it all out, all hell breaks loose, and you have to run away. And you think, right, okay, it's, you know, are you going to run away, regroup and come back or something? And then you end up in this underground bit fighting all the clickers and the new beasties. And yeah, it was just, I thought, what am I doing here? And that's where I've left it. It's, it's kind of telling when you're, when you're playing a game. Um, and, you know, like, The Last of Us always does this. It's like, oh, we need to go to this place. And then it kind of, like, points you in the direction where it wants you to go. And eventually it just got to the point where it's like, we need to go here. And I just look, it just, like, zooms off to some place in the distance. And I just remember visibly going, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> it's like everything you everything you do in that game. Like, I, I understand, you know, that that is the game. Getting from place to place and wreaking havoc and also falling as you say falling through floors and uh interrupting all the native uh zombie or you know freak life that's there yeah in their lives as well as uh ruining the lives of any unfortunate post-apocalypse dwellers that that you come across yeah it's like yeah go ahead no i was gonna say i found the the stealth part i thought was badly done because there was, you know, you they set up uh, patrols so that the, the baddies patrol and the margin, you know, there's a tiny little gap and that's where you're meant to sneak through. You know, it's either um, sneak around a building or through their vision cores or 
but it was yeah that you had to have like surgeon like precision for some of the stuff and then all hell breaks loose and they come out and you can take them out easy enough if you find cover and you just you know either start shooting or you know beating them to death but that happened so many times yeah. and then you you would find a, a place where it's like how the fuck am i meant to get in there you've got three patrols coming that way two this way and there's a you know two snipers up at the top and eventually you just go ah fuck it and you walk through <laughs> and wait for them to all just descend on you and you take <laughs> take them out and it was it was just like if I die, there was a couple of times I went, you know what? If I die here, I'm not reloading. Fuck it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go play something else. I, I um, kind of feel it's, it's weird because every good, like every good point of this game, when it comes to like the level design. So I would yes. say level design has improved vastly over the first one in that it's not immediate. Like, you, you know, you're, you still know that you're going to have battles throughout this, but the levels are kind of like, you know, sprawling kind of like areas that you can hide and some are even multi-level and there are enemies everywhere. And it, it feels a bit more organic than the first one where you walk into like a courtyard and there's just miraculous everywhere. Yeah. yeah well, high walls <laughs> and like desks. Just, just that, that's a real like, issue with games in general, last generation. Like Gears of War and stuff, you walk into an area and be like, ah, there's a bunch of knee-high walls here. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I know what's about happening here. Yeah, if I if I was like gun gun to my head and it's like you have to say one positive thing about this game, I was like, you know what? They they kind of for the most part solved the obvious um the obvious, you know, encounter. This is an arena yeah. kind of problem. Um, like some some of it's really nice and it's like it's annoying because it's like moments like moments like that are just kind of like offset by so much so much tracking and like so much backtracking and going back and forth and and like or you get close to the as you say you get close to the objective but then oh you fall through the ground now you gotta go through this basement of clickers and it's like that's that stuff really takes away from some of the, yeah. the actual you know, as you said, good um, like the good level design and and you know the the actual enemy encounters. Another problem I actually had that is similar to what you're saying is that because and it's a problem like it's 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 a because they've made it like the the level design so all like organic and like real life looking right. Like you look like you're in a uh, a ruined city. Is that mm-hmm. now that they don't look like arenas, it's not immediately obvious where you're supposed to be going. Because they're these big sprawling things, so a lot of the time, and this is probably down to my lack of skill, you know, um, a lot of the time I'd end up having to murder everyone in those kind of scenarios where it looks like if you got to the end by sneaking, you could sneak through without murdering everyone. I butchered everybody. <laughs> everybody had to die because I, I would, I would fucking, as you said, sneak around, and all of a sudden I was like, "Fuck this!" Everyone's getting a shotgun to the face. And I was like, all right, this is empty. Where's the... Oh, it's that door. That wasn't obvious yeah. to me. Yeah, you know, you're... I, I yeah. kind of agree with you there as well because there was certain times where there wasn't a, the clue of where you should have been going or and going about it wasn't 
either wasn't there or it wasn't obvious enough. Yeah, if it, it feels like either I missed the cues or they didn't, you know, they expected you to kind of like, you know, explore and look for yourself. And if you if you really get lost, like there there was um one encounter that's like really quite cool, and I can't remember if it's past the point you're you're talking about uh, with the you know like the red emergency room and the introduction yeah. to the new beasties as you call them. Um, but there's like a there's you basically have an all out all out survival battle in what is an effectively a suburban neighborhood. Um, and I can't remember if that's before or after you're talking about it. and it's the introduction of the one of the other new enemy types, which is the dogs. I don't did that I'm did trying to re- that point? Did you, no. did you ever did you ever carve any dogs? No, I don't think I carved any dogs up, no. Do the dogs ah, look as cute as in part. Ghost of Tsushima? Because that's my least favourite part of Ghost of Tsushima. You got these big, fluffy, cute-looking dogs that are just like jumping at you and mauling your arm and stuff, and I'm like, "God damn it, no!" <laughs> see, most of the like, this is this is a uh, see without going into spoiler territory, right? There's like a I butchered every dog um, with extreme prejudice, and I didn't realize this, but if you just killed the owner of the dog, the dog just kind of like mourns by its body. And I found this out after the fact because I was just like, <laughs> dogs killed me more than the humans. So I was like, fuck you, Fido. I was like, arrowing, I was just like, arrowing them, blowing them the fuck up. My Ellie was a psychopath. Um, no, I, no, I'm a psychopath. And Ellie, I was playing as Ellie, right? So I was like, blowing the shit out of dogs. And there's a, there's kind of like a scene later in the, the game, which I think will also cause a bit of controversy um, because it was a part you can't skip. Where I'm assuming that if you if you played with some compassion and skill, you could avoid killing all of the dogs, but you're forced to kill a dog. Right. And, and at this point, I was just like, yeah, another one. And even Eddie's like, stupid dog. And then, <laughs> and then later on, it's like later on in the game, it's kind of like, oh, this is this is, you know, this is my dog. I like this dog. And it's like, I don't care. I've killed 40 dogs in this game so far. (laughs) Fuck your dog and fuck you. Because the game's already taught me, like, the the language of the game has taught me that every dog in The Last of Us 2 is a dick. Dogs are evil. Yeah, that's that's what that game teaches me. That game's not like the real world, because every dog in that game is out to chew your fucking face off. (laughs) When, When they tried to make me feel like, you know, like an emotional thing, like... Look, you killed this dog, and you know dogs have owners, and everybody has feelings. I'm like, yeah, but every other owner in this world has been an unrepentant psychopath, ready to make their dog chew my face off. So it's like it, it kind of um, goes back into that kind of like bumbling of the themes because it tries to, especially in the later half of the game, which you didn't get to, and which was also like totally cut out of the review. And I'm not like not to go into it, but like. They try and make you see things from the the points of views of what you would call the antagonists. Yeah, and it, it does it in a way like the antagonists have friends too. They're human beings, and it's like I wasn't. I didn't really. I didn't really like not think that before. You know, it's just, and it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's making a point that it's making a redundant point. Yeah, it's like. And it's really hard to explain without, like, going into the actual, like, 
mechanics of what you do in the second half of the game, but it basically like tries to beat beat you over the head with like you know with like themes and with like themes and lessons that are so obvious to any any normal functioning human being. Like it's what if like your it, enemies were also people? Yeah, and it's what if you know, people were the real people all along? <laughs> that's, that's pretty much that. And you, you know, that's fine. That's fine when the game's maybe 10, 15 hours long. When you're like pushing into 20, 25 hours, right? And you, and you, this game could have effectively ended like three or four times. You kind of feel by the end of it, it's just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, can we, can we wrap this up? Um, probably like we probably should on this game, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> for the most part, like, I think the level design is great. Um, like, visually, like, it's, fucking amazing like it's yes it's maybe it's not the stylistically looking best looking game but it definitely is one of the best looking games um that i've yeah. played uh it's like it, it it manages to do the post-apocalypse in a way that i feel is way more natural than what you normally see kind of like um proposed where it's just like all dark and just all dark and grimy. It's like it's grimy, but it's also covered in like plants and wildlife and yeah, ruined in quite a natural way. And yeah, I've, that's me. I'm yeah. enough of this about this game. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I could go on for ages skirting around these rumors. I mean, these spoilers. It's just oh. <laughs> I, I just found that you know the gameplay was it was more of the same which is not it's not a bad thing but when it's the exact fucking same it's like I could have just played the other one I could have just turned on the last level from the original game and that's fine <laughs> um, I think I think Kieran like uh, I, I broke at one point and I was called Kieran and I just like sobbed verbatim for like 30 minutes going <laughs> Like, yeah, I should point out, I've not played this game. I know the plot because Nathan ranted about it to me on a phone call. I, I broke <laughs> and I had no one to talk to. <laughs> I needed counselling. It was like I was going through the five stages of grief. I was like, I was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to this game a lot. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, and the, the point of that is like, it's exactly as you say. It's like, you played the previous game and you enjoyed it. Yeah. And it, that game's like, I want to say about 12 hours long. And even at the end of that game, I was enjoying the story and the character things. But I was like, I think this is the point for it to end. And it manages to end just before it became a bit too long in the tooth for me. Yeah. Whereas this game, at the point where the first game's ending, you're like, not even, I, like, you're, you're approaching halfway through the game. Uh-huh. And, it, and a, a major thing that's kind of missing is like, the kind of character interactions. That's what really made the first game. They're just not here. It's just... Yeah, the, you've got certain bits where, you know, you're on the horse going through the the world and um, through the city and you're going through and there's a conversation between Ellie and the other character. Yeah. And it's... It's all right. But... Yeah, it is. It's just missing... I think the problem is like the 
you know, in the first game, most of the time, you're, you know, as Joel, you were going with Ellie and then randomly you stop at places and she tell jokes from that joke book she gets from that kid, you know. And yeah. There's moments as that, but what you've got here is just, um, you know, Ellie going through and being like, oh, I'm going to get these fuckers. Yeah. yeah fuckers in like almost like not at the level of days gone <laughs> but you know like the kind of just like and, and she seems a bit more deranged as you go through the game which i suppose is thematic but you're just like uh okay it just it just feels like you're not like okay maybe, maybe i'm being a bit of a, a, a softy here but i didn't root for anyone in this game i didn't want anyone there was no one i was like i'm glad you get your comeuppance or i'm glad you... right yeah it's, it's like 25 hours of just numbness just playing numbness. It's, but it's the same thing over and over though well especially with ellie because like you said it's not she's got one she's single-minded in this one she wants her revenge she's gonna kill them she's gonna kill them all i so there's no i i think it's quite hard to build in you know the the kind of buddy movie element that you had in the first one yeah. You know, and also because they would say, right, well, we're going to the one city. We're going to see if we can find the the people that help them. I forget who it is, you know, that organization. We're going to find them so that, that when they're talking about it, who are they? Oh, I know this guy. He did this. He did that. And so you get a little bit more of the game and the world that you're going to, that, that section of the world. And then, oh, they're all dead. Right, now we're going to go to the hospital. And so there's there's character development because they're talking about different things. And here it's just a case of, I'm going to kill that guy. When See his knackers. I'm going to cut his knackers off. I'm not just going to cut them off. I'm going to pop one in my mouth and I'm going to chew it. Then I'm going to spit it out. And <laughs> a bit of an exaggeration, but it's that's all it is. It's just hard. And she's, you know, she's going to kill them. And she's got yeah. that book. The diary was a nice touch where she writes things in the journal and stuff like that. But yeah, I think the game could have been shorter. Yeah, I, they they try to do things with her character in the in the second half as well. And it's like, I know what you're trying to build. I know what you're trying to build here, like, but you could have done this ten hours ago. Literally, I mean, 10 hours ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's just like... Uh, it, it's the kind of thing, like, I really had to go adept to if there was, like, a spoiler cast or something, because you're just, like, structurally, what they do is just, like, one of the most... I understand why they try to do it, but structurally, it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever encountered in any media. You know, it's just, it's just like... In terms of like momentum, in terms of storytelling, it's just like, huh? Okay, you went. Oh, okay. You should know, we you move know, on you, you before we this. actually do talk about spoilers here? Huh? I said, should we move on before we do actually talk about spoilers here? Because I do think we are very close to it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm about to <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. Yeah, I can tell you're yeah. about to just be like, and then when the dogs <laughs> formed the dog Voltron, I was unhappy. <laughs> I told you that in secret, man. You're <laughs> it's like the end of that Matrix game where all the Agent Smiths form the giant Agent Smith. <laughs> I, would, I would love 
that to just be the end you just fight a giant vulture of like clickers oh, that is one of my favorite <laughs> endings of any video game is the end of the path of neo where they're like hey as it turns out doing the jesus thing i think they actually use the term the jesus thing isn't yeah. fun as an ending for a video game so have this instead and it's just agent smith forming like a giant voltron made out of agent smiths and then you punch him to bits and it's really good <laughs> Is that? I always get those mixed up. Is Path of Neo the one where you play as Neo? Fight... Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah, because one one you play is um, Jada Pinkett Smith and yes, yeah. Uh, the other guy, I can't remember his name. Is but that yes. the one that had this multiplayer mode where you could play as a car? Yeah. Am I going? <laughs> yes, insane? that was that was the. Because that had the whole terminal that you could hack into and unlock stuff, and one of the things you could unlock was a fighting game where you played as cars, and you were just punching each other as cars, and it was bad, but it was a funny thing to hide in there. Yeah. I like that game a lot. Those games aren't great, but I like those games a lot. Um, yeah. Speaking of games I like a lot... Yes. Should we talk about Ghost of Tsushima? And you get some mech suit at the end. <laughs> it's like Xenoblade Chronicles X. The game's like 100 hours long and you don't get your mech till 50 hours in. Bullshit. <laughs> I've still yeah, not played that game. <laughs> um, Ghost of Tsushima came out. The yes. other Sony exclusive first party thing. The one that was less hyped. At least by us, I think. Yeah. Um... And it's great. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of love that game. It, yeah, it's really good. So, moving on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, it's a big open world game. It plays a samurai yep. during the Mongol invasion. A very heavily fictionalized version of the Mongol invasion. Like This game very clearly borrows heavily from samurai cinema rather than samurai history although obviously the two are going to you know intertwine a lot but yeah. it seems it feels at least like it's much more interested in being a samurai movie than being something grounded in real history if that makes sense yeah um so you have you play as one of the last samurai but not in that way um, that <laughs> survives like the first battle basically against the Mongols who just show up and murder everyone mm -hmm. and you're trying to to start with you're trying to free your uncle who was like one of the other remaining samurai but he got captured because he was the he's the head samurai he's the big boss and but he's not big boss um, and you gotta rescue him and I don't know I just I think the main story of this game is like nothing special. Like it's it's doing the samurai thing. It has some it, interesting characters, but not. Yeah, I th yeah, it's it's a story that you've probably seen before. Um, kind of the saboteur. It reminds me of the saboteur. Yeah, because you're kind of leading this kind of little rebellion around. You're not yeah, Nazis, but they may as well be given the horrific things they're doing across your country. Um, yes, yeah. 
yeah i can see that comparison as well because you're yeah you're like liberating sections of the the map and yeah it doesn't really make much difference except it clears some of the fog which lets you find other things to do um yeah but like the main structure of it is it's very much like that kind of ubisoft style open world like tons of things on the map to do Mm -hmm. but i think how they dole that stuff out is better than the ubisoft style of of like game yes because you're not you're not climbing towers to find things no yeah you're not climbing towers and then all of a sudden you know part of the world gets revealed to you like a prize and a game show this is what you could have won and it it's i've spent a lot of time just going on the map and saying right well i'm here at the top left corner and there's a mission i'm going to do the mission that's down at the bottom right and i'm just going to wander through and just see what i find and and see what comes up and what happens there's no mini map Mm -hmm. so there's no grand theft auto map in the corner and there's no gps but you do basically have gps because the wind guides you yes yeah but it's it's cool though it just it feels a little bit fresh i know it's nathan you were uh, in our chat you were saying it's it's all smoke and mirrors it's but it still feels different i think like that's and i've been and i've been saying like um the navigation is one of my my favorite things about the game, and that's weird to say. It's it's weird to say that the way it guides you to your objectives is one of the best things about the game, and I yes. don't mean that in a negative way. Because like as you guys have said, you know, this is an open world game. It is open world the game, <laughs> but it is open world the game done in a great like every everything about it is is pretty good. You know, there's the the combat's the combat's pretty nice and fluid, um, but you know it plays like your kind of like classic, well, like a mix of your origins in your classic Assassin's Creed. Um, as you said, like you're you're liberating stuff like Mongol camps. Again, yep. if you Ubisoft that that like that could be Far Cry Four, where you change your you change your samurai mm-hmm. for a first person you know first person view of a gun. You could say it's very, very similar in that way where you're liberating parts of the map. But the navigation itself is just like in a Ubisoft game, you are constantly going into the map and saying, what's next? And then you just get this deluge of icons and, and you yeah. know, you have this new yeah. map and there's like yellow dots here and there's like things everywhere. Whereas this is kind of like, as you said, the wind guides you so you can set a point like on the other side of the map. And if you get near a point of interest or, you know, something off the track, um, there's these little golden birds, which they say are like, these golden yes. know the island the best. And mm. it'll, it'll fly next to you. It's like, hey, man, I know some shit. Come follow me, <laughs> Come dude. follow me. You know? Yeah, they're basically yeah. just really good distractions. They'd be like, I know you're yes. going somewhere else, but I've got, but- I got some cool shit. Come follow <laughs> me behind, behind this shop and I'll sell you the good shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you where my fox den is, if you know what I mean. like as as you say like you're you're going through the the fog of war which is literally represented as little wisps of clouds on the on the actual game world yeah so you don't even need to look in the map to be like have i been here before if you see these little like 
Wisps of Cloud, you know that you haven't been here before. Um, even if you didn't have any, you know, like any um, kind of objectives that you, you kind of chose on the map, if you look in the distance to see a big plume of smoke or or like... Yes, yeah. yeah, You know, like there's always something that you can see. It's just like, even if I don't go on the map, it's like, I should probably go towards that big giant <laughs> black smoke. That doesn't look healthy. Or, you know, that plume of smoke or... If you've got a bit of the upgrade, you can see like these little shimmering things in the, like in the distance, like little fireflies that tell you that there's even like a vanity collectible. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like everything is visually represented in the actual game and not on the map. Certainly, yeah. you can go into the map and play it traditionally if you want. Like, like, and sometimes you have to choose something. You know, like yeah. if you've played an area and it's like, you know, like, but it's you're not doing the constant. Um, yeah, following the mini map, it's just like the game guides you. It, it like even the particles, the grass in the game, kind of like the wind blows towards your objective. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get to like a crossroad or somewhere, it's like you know where it's clear you're about to go off the path. A stronger gust of wind blows and shows you where you need to go, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just more organic. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's like one of the best ways to deal with the what I call the open world problem because a major thing I get in open world games kind of like just a choice like almost like choice paralysis it gets to the point where there's so much to do I'm just like uh, uh, I'm just going to do the main story now and I'll mainline through the game but with yeah. this I'd like like you said I've been choosing a distant point and heading towards it picking up all these you know like picking up all these missions and even the, the side fetch quests I've given in a way that's not like just like so like they're not always just like you walk into a town and someone comes up to you and goes hey could you go do this for me you might see someone you know like on on the side of the street that needs help or you might rescue somebody from some mongols and they'll give you a mission they'll tell you a a point of interest like everything feels like you're interacting with the world to actually get more stuff to do rather than it being like you know most ubisoft games where you like for example assassin's creed uh odyssey and origin as much as i like him you land in a new town it's like ah oh, this this is a new town and all of a sudden it just goes dot 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 as soon as you climb like the towel you know like as you reveal the the sync points yeah your, your map just becomes this cluttered thing there's no real there's no real root or, yeah. or kind of like logic to what you're seeing it's just like i'm here now i climbed the building and my trusty eagle scouted things out for me now everybody needs my help <laughs> and you're like all right Cool. Yeah, there's no natural discovery. Yeah, yeah. So I, and think... I mean, really, there's. I mean, there's kind of a natural discovery here, but you're 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 kind of like handheld, but in a in a like well, nice way. Yeah, it, there was one point where you know I set my objective and I knew that basically any direction that I went, you know, straight or slightly to the left, slightly to the right, was unmarked territory for me so that's fine and i'm stumbling around and i find a fishing village and it's quite big and there's characters around uh a couple of things to pick up i i found a hat and then i get to one you know you walk past the all the houses and you're looking for the speech bubbles and it's the thing that I like about them is you're, you're going in and somebody will say, oh, I heard a rumour there's a guy running about on the other beach there with a sword and he's scaring the shit out of everyone. 
And you go, all right, okay. And it adds it to a rumor. It's not... It, like you were saying, it's not like your regular fetch quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they found a almost an organic way of you going out and doing these missions. And they don't they don't feel like the uh remember the Grand Theft Auto one, was it four, where the mission was to take the girl uh, the, your girlfriend out on a date and go bowling. <laughs> you know like, like there isn't any, <laughs> there, there wasn't <laughs> any of that. Um the one thing that I have found though is because I've just been having so much fun and you know, going around and traveling on the roads and killing every fucking bandit, <laughs> uh, rogue Japanese guy and fucking Mon- Mongolian that I meet, I just kill everyone. Uh, you go around and I found I'm quite nearly overpowered now. You know, I've upgraded my sword quite a bit. My, um, my bows are upgraded and I've yet to finish act one. So, but I was in the same spot as that, and I finished <laughs> Act One today. Um, right, and the game introduces like some harder enemies and stuff like that, and more enemies just to make sure that you're like you go into be like I've got like all the upgrades, my armor's like fully upgraded. I, uh-huh. I I've broken this game. I'm done. And then enemies show up with like guns that shoot fireworks out of them, and they're like, Nah, fucker, <laughs> <laughs> not funny. Good, good. That's good. I, li- I like that. Or you go into but, a duel and it's like, look, it doesn't matter how upgraded you are, you better be able to parry. Yeah. They're like, yeah. The bosses are just like, I don't give a shit if you've got all these cool moves unlocked. Can you parry? The first thing you learn, and as it turns out, parrying can be quite hard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, as, as someone who, you know, played through a completed sequel, like, it's not it's not difficult. Sometimes I find the parrying strange in this. It's like I never, I, I never quite get the the timing down. I think the the worst ones for me are the um, uh, what do you call them? The double sword guys. That weird, that weird scissor move they do. Oh, I've not been. I've like, not had too much. I seem to struggle more with the spear guys for some reason. See, I'm the other way around. The spear guys are just so like it's just so rhythmic for me. But it's just the. The, I think the like when he you know the guys were like the scimitars or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and and yeah, I know the guys you mean. They do this weird like he kind of like raises his arms up and I go, parry, and he's like, nope, I stood there. <laughs> like, damn it! <laughs> it's like every every time, every like every time it, it gets me, I'm just like, okay. But I mean, it's good because it means that you know like there's still some challenge there and. As you said, yeah. I, I think I'm probably the least further out of you guys because I'm st- I'm still on. As you said, I'm, I'm at one. Um, I think I played about eight hours, and I've still got a lot of kind of things to do. I've just been roaming around and taking baths. If I'm being honest, um, <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say that's another thing that I really like about the kind of natural way that it guides you to stuff is that. Some of the upgrades you can unlock are just like guide me to X type of thing. So like yeah. guide me to vanity items. And if you choose that, 
then the winds will just direct you towards vanity items, whether they're unlockables from doing haikus or whether they're just hidden in the world or if they're the the sword ones, the sword skins that you find on uh, those pillars. And it'll just direct you to one of those. And once you find it, it'll just direct you to another one. And so you can just never look at a map and just be like, okay, I just want to collect, you know, for me, I really like finding all of the, in particular, the, um, the sword skins. And I'm like, hey, show me where these are. And I'll just spend an hour or two wandering across the map, following where this takes me, finding all of the kind of, you know, the non-essential items that make me look cool. Yeah, oh. fashion, fashion is exactly. Some, look, I found a, I found a red straw hat pretty early on, like the Oni something or other, and yeah. I've not found a better hat yet. <laughs> so I found a lot of hats and a lot of headbands, but I'm still wearing <laughs> that red Oni straw hat because it's yeah. That red Oni straw hat is the only straw hat I've found that's not like decimated. Well, that too. I found a couple that aren't, but none of them look as cool as the red one. Oh fair, like I yeah, I've, like like I was saying, there was like a you, you know not to to drop stories, but there was like a mate like a side mission that I thought was going to be small that turned out to be large, and it like took me off on like a another twenty minute um, jaunt away from what I was doing. But I as, as you said, I literally had the um, guiding wind set to resolve because I like doing the bamboo things. Ah right, so it's like a little bamboo uh, mini game where. It's basically, you know, like you gotta press all the buttons within a certain time period. Like you, if you tap, if you tap the first button, you got. It's almost like a fighting game. In like, yeah, you know, do the combo. I'm so and bad I love at doing those. those. I'm so bad at the oh. third level of those. First two, I'm always like easy. Third one, it's like just enough button presses that I'm like fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 noticed some weird thing is like if it's like triangle, if it's triangle circle kind of focused i notice i'm really bad at those but everything else i'm fine but if it throws triangle circle into the mix my brain just goes <laughs> <laughs> i think it's i think as long as they break it up with l1s i'm usually okay i kind of can figure out a rhythm for that where it's like l1 circle circle l1 xx and it's like i got that yeah. it's easy if it's one that is like triangle circle circle x and it's i'm like no nah, i'm fucking out i'm out i can't do this <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's the same but it's like it's just it seems to be the combo of triangle and circle together that break me like, uh. I, don't, I don't know what it is <laughs> like i just said all ones are great like i can do like x square like it's, it's, if triangle and circle are next to each other for some reason my brain just turns off they found like a, a secret kill switch in my brain that's like you can't press these buttons in that order <laughs> What are you talking about? Not that you know, just like, Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I've been, like, been doing that, and it's, as you said, it takes you, because it, it just takes you across the map, you know, it's like, if you, it'll, it'll point you at the one you're nearest, and it'll point you at the one that's like, you know, that's probably like, uh, that's probably the second nearest, but in this instance, it was the other side of the map for me, how I managed that, and that's how I ended up at this massive side mission, so it's like, yeah, you just find yourself, you just do what you want. As you said, if you collect skins and, you know, well, I want to collect vanity items, you'll probably end up near some of the missions you need to do anyway. So, like, I know it, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but I haven't really felt like a game's done navigation or, like, exploring of the world in that manner that well since, like, The Witcher for me. When, when like, you, 
you could just wander around and just find yourself just doing random shit that will just bring that will bring you back near the story missions you know in in a in, in a way that feels like oh i'm actually interacting with this world rather than me going okay I'm, I'm going to point to point to point to point on a map like a checklist and i think that's the the major issue with most of the ubisoft games that i play you know it doesn't feel like i'm exploring a world it's feel, it feels like i'm checking things off where it doesn't feel like that with this game mm-hmm. yeah um i think the other thing is also just it looks great yes <laughs> i think that's yeah. the important thing as well so They've got the uh, the Kurosawa mode, so it turns it, the game into a black and white film, and it adds this filter through it, and it looks awesome with it. it looks really good, but I was struggling to see the, you know, when somebody attacks you and you've got the the little red indicator of the unblockable attacks. That was yeah. me f- fucked, so I had to turn it back. I turn it back to color, and uh, so I can play that way. I can see the the cues a lot easier. And I was finding this was something you had said, Nathan. And I didn't see a problem with it until about ten. Was it ten minutes of gameplay? Uh, yeah, it was ten minutes of gameplay after you and I had spoke. So probably about half an hour in total. And it's the subtitle, so you can turn the the audio onto Japanese for this, you know, this immersive experience for the authentic Kurosawa old samurai film. And it's great, and they've got subtitles and things, but the way that they've got the subtitles positioned, you end up looking down at what's what's being said when there's a madman charging towards you with an axe. And you you read, die, you horrible bastard, and then you look up in the axe in your skull. (laughs) It was weird. Um, so yeah, the the English soundtrack got turned back on, <laughs> and I've kept the subtitles as well, and I'm playing in color. So I really like the artistic touches that they put in, mm-hmm. but they were slightly impractical for me. I've kind of switched between the color mode and the Kurosawa mode. Uh, yeah, I like them both quite a lot. Yeah, I've been doing that as well. Um, you know, for the the kind of exploration when I'm just riding about and stuff like that. But when it when I know I'm going to have to clear out a, a village or a camp or something, then it's back to to color mode. Yeah, um, I, well, I keep I, like I, I do the same as you guys, but I keep the the audio in Japanese. But it's it's like this, as as I said, but I know it's a, a little bugbear of mine, but it's just like. You know, you're you're watching these characters move, like they'll be on horseback riding, but you're kind of looking at, as you said, like the bottom ten percent of the screen. Because when yeah. they put subtitles is in the border, you know, like or like right at the like if they have a cutscene to make it atmospheric, they'll do the kind of like old movie borders and they'll put the subtitles in there. Or if you're if you're like right, as you said, it's like in the bottom ten percent of the screen. So you're just kinda of like Okay, yeah, 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 all right. So Lady Lady Masako, yeah, she's going here. Uh, oh, okay, you no, okay, well I'm in a fight now as you say. And it Yeah. It's 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 such a it's such a it's a it's a small accessibility thing, but it's just like you know, not to go back to The Last of Us too, but another thing it does well is stuff like subtitles. Just like, you know, like options like that, making them bigger. Even if they're just like you could make them slightly bigger or move them slightly up. 
You know, it's like because as you said, the Kurosawa mode it emulates, you know, that the the classic Japanese cinema of Kurosawa. But yeah. when you're watching his films with the with the soundtrack, the you know the the subtitles move with the action. If there's like a frame shot with like you know two two samurai taking up two thirds of it, it puts the text at the top, you know, or like near where your eyes would be focused in the scene. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I understand, you know, I understand it's like they probably can't take the time to do it the way that uh, that people subtitle in movies with. But it just feels like such a shame when it's like you've nailed the you nailed the look, the you know the the color grading. Well, yeah, yeah. You, the grayscale grading. Yeah, like even the even the like the inward the kind of inward pull of the sound so it's slightly turning but not completely you know like it's the the wind blowing and it's just like this one bit is where you stumble and it's just like oh. it's like this looks great but i'm constantly like looking down at the bottom of the screen and it's such a small thing but like in on a game like this where everything else seems to be like you know pretty good it's, it's kind of annoying and the only other bugbear I probably have with this game is the camera in battle sometimes is wild. It is like, like it, obviously like you, you can kind of control it, but sometimes it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna fight this guy while you're behind a tree, right? And you better, you better like listen to that sound to parry. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that only happens to me, but it happens to be quite a lot. It's like, all right, I'm fighting two sword guys a spear guy and one of those big guys up oh, that's a barrel that's about that's two thirds of the screen that's a barrel can, can we can we get the barrel out of the way and it's like no <laughs> and i'm just listening to like to like <laughs> for our blockables so it just becomes me frantically tapping circle to roll out into <laughs> yes. you know, a position just like ah, you know and this is it's these are these are minor these are the you know minor quibbles in the grand scale of things, but it's just like they've nailed so much of the visual aesthetic and the presentation. It's just like it's just kind of more grating when 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 they drop the ball on these things, you know. But apart from that, like I'm really enjoying it. Um, I do think I there just... are a few of those kind of little issues that I think just because of how good the rest of the game is stand out so much more for me. Yeah, like this game goes out of its way to be so cinematic in a lot of ways, and then has every single time a duel starts, it does that zoom in of Jin's hand on his katana, and like he, you know, yeah. slides it up out slightly, and then it cuts hard cut directly into gameplay where you're already in whatever your stance is, and every time it's like a super jarring cut. Yeah, and it's like surely you could have had. I know it's not really that easy, probably, but surely you could have had just an animation of him taking a sword out at that point. Like, <laughs> there is an animation of him taking a sword out. You do it other times. It doesn't need to be exact, but it would look yeah. more natural. Um, and it's an incredibly tiny, nitpicky thing that doesn't make the game worse, but it's just annoying given how polished the rest of it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this. That's kind of the nature of things, though. If, if something's really polished in in other areas, and it's like you're clearly nailing it here, it's like it just makes tiny things that you would normally kind of gloss over in other games. Just like it's an open world game, the camera's kind of bad sometimes. Where it's like this is an open world game, and it nails so much scenery, nails so much aesthetics. The camera's bad. You're just like, ah, oh, why? 
Yeah. You know. It, it, it's, it's not entitled, but it's just kind of like, it's because you're like, you're doing so well in other areas. It's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. dropping the ball here just seems so bizarre. So one of the, the things that I'd picked up as well was, I don't know if you guys had found this, because of the way that it sounds like we've all been playing, uh, there's no hand-holding with the game. It doesn't you know, take you through everything as such. But I found... You know those hand-holding missions in... They're always the first three or four missions in an open-world game where they show you how to go and do a side mission or they show you how to drive the car or they show you how to do the sneaky part, you know, the the stealth part. Or uh, in Watch Dogs, there was always three missions that showed you how to do the different types of hacking. So... They're in this game. There's things that te- there's. I went past a, a house and I found somebody. It's got a little speech bubble, and they come up and they said, hey, "Oh, you know, you know about the golden birds." I was like, "Yeah, I kind of figured out what they are and what they do, and that there's something that came up in the menu and told me about it as well." Um, but this character then proceeds to tell me, you know, you should follow them. I want to do that, but we're in a time of war. I was like, fair enough. I'm eight hours into the game already. <laughs> there's def- I've definitely encountered that as well. Like, I just encountered today, a th- uh, like, there's a story mission that teaches you how to light lighthouses. I was like, motherfucker, I've lit like four of these things already. Like, yes. I don't need a tutorial <laughs> on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's yeah, there was the lighthouse. I stumbled across one of the lighthouses, and I cleared the thing out. And there's a there's a camp attached to it as well. And this place is swarming with them. And it, I took two attempts at it, and the second attempt, I cleared the place, and then went to the lighthouse and cleared that. And then I thought, oh, I'll do a story mission. So I need to go and find the guy, one of the straw hat Ronan. Mm-hmm. And the story mission is doing exactly what I've just done. Yeah. <laughs> I I did the exact same thing. That's why I'm Yeah. I, I literally up and I did a... Because that area as well, it's like a big fort. And it's pretty shut off. Yeah. And I was trying to get back from like some other exploration I was doing. So yeah, I went through and did that. And then... Exactly as you said, the, the Ronin's straw hat story was like the next thing I did. Because I think it's obviously it's, it's quite close. Yes, uh, yeah, it's exactly what I did because it, it was that it was right next to it. Yeah, I was like, it was one of the few times I, I went in the match. Said, oh, what should I do? I was like, oh, there's a mission right there. And I went and did it. It's just like, yeah, do what you did again, but I'm with you now, buddy. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> We've got to feed my people. I, my version of that was the hot springs. Now, this is probably. Probably you guys didn't do this because you're not idiots, right? <laughs> but the mission where you have to like go through there's a mission where you have to go through the hot springs and like there's another one where you have to protect it. And I've been to the hot springs multiple times and I don't know why it never occurred to me. But it never occurred to me to actually go to the go into the hot spring. And then when you go to that hot spring, you're like, isn't it nice to take a bath? And it's like clearly supposed to be like a tutorial style thing where She's explaining, like, you know, the benefits of boss. Like, it helps you clear your mind. But as you said, I've only been to, like, six hot springs at this point. <laughs> but you've it's not actually interacted with them properly. Yeah, it's just like it, it never... It, well, I mean, I've been to six hot springs and, like, rested in them and got the, you know, got the upgrade. But 
I had missed the one in the actual hot spring. Oh, that's the tutorial okay. one. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> like, I've been to like, I've been to like six or seven. She's like, do you know the benefits of taking a bath? And I'm like, yeah, in real life and in game now. Um, <laughs> Some of the thoughts that he has while he's in the bath are so silly and like, <laughs> like that game is like mostly like super self serious because obviously you know it's like he's a super serious samurai that's defending his country that's being invaded um but some of the choices you can have during the like because he lies in the bath and he'll just you can choose like reminisce about my uncle or reminisce about my father and yeah some of them are also just like think about what I'm going to do after this and he's just like I'm going to take more baths and it's like that's not <laughs> alright my, my favourite one is about his favourite food where he's like man I'm going to have some berries and some pears <laughs> and some rice and I'm like alright dude you need me baby <laughs> just like... it's pretty good um, but yeah I really it's like just a game. really good game yeah is fantastic. Yeah. I I wonder how much of that is colored by the fact I didn't have any expectations going in. Like I I thought this game looked cool when they first showed it, but then kind of just for I most think... of this year I've been like, hey, a big open world thing is not something I need, and then it got to the start of this month, and I was like, actually, it is maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'd remember when it was announced and we saw a bit of it. And I went, that's cool. And then it disappeared. I, The game didn't disappear. It just disappeared from... Because I didn't look for it, yeah. And I'd forgotten all about it. And then played Last of Us and I was... Right, what's next? And this was coming out and I thought, oh shit, yeah, that's the... Um, the Sucker Punch game. And watched a couple of trailers and yeah, I thought, yep, yeah, I'm... Okay to take a a punt on it, and I'll get the physical version so I can sell it if I, if it turns out to be rubbish. But yes, yeah, same as you, I had no expectations for it whatsoever. I was kind of weird on this game. I was actually more down on it than you guys because when you know, like when all the kind of previews and that started started coming out, I just finished Sekiro for the second time, and I was just like. No samurai game would ever make samurai's expectations. You know, and it's like they're completely different games, but I was just kind of thinking like, you know, as you guys say, big open world samurai game. Ugh, you know. This, um, this was definitely a game that you said repeatedly you were going to wait till the PS5 for. I, I did say that. I say many things that I don't... Um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> if we go to, to pledges I make that I don't uphold, I think this would be like a 10-hour... <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I think like I, I was actually gonna do it, and then I played through The Last of Us, and I was just like, "This is such a dreary game. I need, I need something just like kind of mindless and fun." Yeah, like a, a palate cleanser. You need a big yeah, open world thing. You can just check boxes off. Yeah, and it, it just turned out it's like I was expecting. I was expecting a. Um, well-made Ubisoft style game and it is but it is presented in a way that's much more palatable and interesting I thought yeah as you said I'd be like you know half browsing things on on the web and kind of like mm -hmm. playing this while tapping square 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 you know get material x 
it's just like no as you said this the story's basic but i'm like i i think the only the only bad thing about this game is the characters i i like it's probably i've, I've said this multiple times but i think Jin is such a wet blanket yes but i think that's kind of the point yeah yeah, yeah. i the one thing that i'll say about the story that i have not liked so far is that so we've not really talked about it much, but this game has like a massive stealth component to it. Yes. And story-wise, the stealth component is treated as this is this fucking horrific, dishonorable thing you should not be doing because you're a fucking samurai. You stand, oh, yeah. you stare your enemy in the eyes and then you stab him. And it's like, all right, cool, I guess. And I've kind of been doing that. Not because the stealth is bad, the stealth's fine. But just because the game has this thing called, uh, was it standoffs? Yeah, standoff stand mode, yeah. Where you hit up on the D-pad and then enemies, you stand off and have like a one-on-one against an enemy and you get upgrades so that more enemies run in afterwards and you get all these one-hit kills. And I'll stealth for a bit, but a lot of the time I'll just get close to an enemy and it'll be like, do you want a standoff? And I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck stealth. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this thing. So I've not really been doing that much, but the story treats it as though you still are. <laughs> Like, no matter what you do, you don't have impact on the story. So the story is very much like you're meeting characters that are also, you know, samurai or people that you, that are family members and stuff. And they're like, this war is really turning you into a monster. I've seen the way that you, you fight out there, the way you're doing these things. I'm like, motherfucker, this is the, I'm doing the stuff that the, my samurai uncle taught me to do in the tutorial at the start of the game. I think I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're treating me like some horrible monster. I'm like, this is what I was taught to do. By samurai. I find most of the like it's kind of weird, like the the side missions with the kind of like legendary elder samurai, you know, like Lady Masaka and that. It's just like that. Ah, oh, you know what you do is dishonorable, but then you go along with her. And she's just butchering everyone. Like yeah, <laughs> I and mean, you're going, what you do is not honorable, and she's like. Yeah, but you don't. Like, you're like, what? You know, it's just like, as as you're saying, it, it's kind of like a... Like, I, I don't play stealth either because, you know, I had that long-form debate about... I, I think the stealth in this game is pretty basic. It's, it's playable and possible. It's nothing, like, wrong, but it just irks me, like... Um, maybe, maybe I haven't unlocked this or it's something that you unlock or, or maybe I've totally glossed over... There's no way to kind of divert attention, and that's like one of the most. Oh no, there is. Yeah, there is. Is there? One of the yeah. troubles oh, you no. get is wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs> you can even so upgrade I... them into firecrackers. Yes. <laughs> okay, then I would like to say, at my current. It's a perfect location, game. <laughs> yeah. This this game is going to go to ten as soon as I get these wind chimes. Yeah, the the, the issue I have is like, you know, I'll try and do it stealthy, but it's just like this guy's facing me, and it's either like I just have to kind of like either wait for him to move, but sometimes you just don't want to move, so I'm just like, okay. So then I just kind of go, kind of like crab walk between barrels. He goes, "Hey, who's there?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Hello." Yeah. And then the standoff thing comes, and it's just like you say, I'm like. Now it's go time, baby. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like I could go around like doing this kind of like average, average stealth, which will probably get better as I get these wind chimes, or or I can just like go in there and go send out your strongest guy, and then just <laughs> kill them in like a in like a glorious cutscene. I, I also appreciate that if you kill enough guys in like a base or something like that, 
it gives you another button prompt to call the rest of them. Yes, to call out <laughs> remaining enemies. Yeah, you just basically go, fuckers, I killed your friends. Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, with the stealth element, what I've been doing as well is I will go in and I've upgraded my standoff so I can take out three people in one standoff. Mm-hmm. And my assassinations, I can chain assassinate three people. So I load up my, my bows and arrows and I go into a camp and I take out all the archers that I can take out and then I'll find a couple of clumps of guys and I'll assassinate them so that I'll have like pockets of at least three people in opposite ends of the camp so I can do like four standoffs <laughs> and clean the place out and then that's me. The thing that I like to do sometimes is that you do a standoff, so I can do four standoffs now, which is oh, I don't nice. mean I don't mean brag, but um, I kill four stand people up. on a standoff now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then you get uh, smoke bombs as well, which work the same way they used to work in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So you'll do a standoff, kill four people, and then you know the group of enemies comes towards you. Then you drop a smoke bomb and chain assassinate another three of them. <laughs> Oh right! <laughs> it's just like I'll, I need to unlock the smoke bombs then. They're pretty t- good. Um, yeah, well, hmm? the, okay, going back to to what you said about um, you know the way that that it presents like the you know the ghost thing being this dishonorable thing that yeah. it never really builds on. I have one odd moment, and I don't know if this was scripted or if it was like based on you doing a number of like assassinations or maybe a few but is this the, the flashback as you're driving your sword through somebody's skull yeah did, did was that supposed to be like the first time you killed someone like as an assassin no, it happens a bit sure. after yeah it happens a bit after i don't know if it's okay. i don't know if it's a specific kill or if it's random or if it's a certain number or something like that i, I don't remember but yeah it's definitely not the first one because the first one does that big long thing where he fucks up Oh yeah, he falls. He falls in the ground. Yeah. Well, like yeah, because for me it happened like way after the uncle mission, and I was just up on a roof, and like I'm pretty sure I'd done the kill before. Maybe I hadn't, and I just like jump into him. He's like, "Uncle, I'm sorry," and I'm like, "What? The, what's, what's happening? Wait!" <laughs> yeah. And then it just cut back. And then, like, then like for some reason there were guys around me like, "Hey!" And I'm just like, "Us." Oh, so you didn't even turn off the step. You didn't even pause the like gameplay here. So you let him get the jump on me, and I was just like, "Fair." Well, yeah, that was the only like bit that was like really random for me. I was just like, was that was that like a weird weird glitch or something that like it, it felt like I'd done like maybe one or two of those before, but maybe I'd only done the ground one and I was the first kind of like jump down Assassin's Creed style kill I did. But it was like that was really weird, and then it just kind of like never really goes back to that. Almost like the Tomb Raider, like ah. Sometimes you gotta make a dirty kill. Um, <laughs> if I did, I'm not really like chasing the story like that. But I, I think the first thing I will do post this podcast is go find me some wind chimes because <laughs> uh, I've been using stealth. I do find it funny that the wind chime, like when you're restocking them, they are just wind chimes. Like you will see just regular wind chimes hanging from you know <laughs> yes stuff, and it's just like I'm fucking taking those, and it's like okay, cool. It's very silly. Um, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm liking it a lot. Yep. 
Seems like you guys are like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Should we talk about these game events? Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, which one should we talk about first? Should we talk about the Xbox event first because it's the freshest in our minds? Uh, yeah, let's or do, do that. Do you guys want to talk about PlayStation first? I'm not. Really I watched the Xbox one today, and it's still a blur. <laughs> still not fresh in your mind. Do the Xbox one first, then. Um, so yeah, uh, Sony and Microsoft both did events for their next-gen consoles, showing a bunch of games coming up for them to try and sell you on the thing, kinda. And the Microsoft one was a couple of days ago. At the time of recording, by the time this goes up, fuck knows. Um, a month ago, um, <laughs> and then PlayStation One was, I think it was June. I honestly don't remember. Um, time is a blur in quarantine. So, the Xbox event kind of like it started with Halo Infinite. Yes. Uh, which I don't know. It looked, it looked, looked fine. It looked meat. I I said, well, this is all mediocre, and you said, yeah, but it looks good like Halo. for Halo. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Halo, and I said, yeah, that's that's what I said. Um, I'm not a big See? Halo fan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Halo fan, and it just it looked yeah, fine. It's the, a little bit shiny, and but then we saw one of the characters, and it was like, ooh. So like, I like yeah. the Halo campaigns. I think the gameplay that they showed was fine. Yes, yeah. I'm not sold on making Halo into an open world game. That doesn't seem like a thing I needed. Uh huh. Um, especially. It, like playing, you know, Ghost of Tsushima now, and then seeing them just like open up a map and you know have a bunch of points on it to, you know, the the more generic open world thing and being like, ah, you could, you could do a Halo One did with this open like its big open maps, which is don't put points on them, just make it really clear where you're meant to go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm not sold on that part of it, but like the the shooting and the you know that stuff all looks fine. Yeah. Um, Graphically, it was run at 4K60, but it didn't really look, to me at least, like anything that made me go, ah, finally, next generation consoles are here. Yes, yeah, there was no, there wasn't any wow factor. It, yeah, it kind of looked like something that could run on an Xbox One X, which it will. So, I guess mm-hmm. it's not, it's not false advertising, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. Yep. Sorry, but I'm just. I'm probably even less of a. Well, I don't know. I think I'm less of a Halo fan than Mike. But for me, I, I was like, Halo's always looked plasticky to me. Um, I think this looks a lot more plasticky. There was a. Did yeah. Foundry put a video today explaining why they think it is, which they think it is just because most of that level is in shadow, and video games in general really struggle with areas that are shadowed. Like, I don't know if you remember, I don't think you played it, Mike, but Nathan, when we played Anthem, remember how oh, yeah. bad that first area in Anthem looks because it's all in that valley and it's entirely in shadow? Yeah. Their explanation is basically just, it's that. Like, everything right. looks flat yep. and plastic because there's no light on it and it's using global, uh, not global illumination, dynamic lighting. Yeah. 
Um, I think well, I think that the plastic, like even when you see, like I don't know the lore of Halo, angry brute guy. Yeah, brute. You know, that's literally what he is. He's a brute. Oh, I, 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 well, he was talking for a long time, so I was like, maybe you someone. <laughs> I was like, this guy talking and talking. He's like, hey, Halo, dude. Something, something. We're really angry. Then, like, he comes out of like the hologram-looking thing. You see his teeth, and he just look. It just all looks like action figures. And like this yeah. part, he wasn't in shadows. Like they've gone. It, it looks like it's a stylistic choice to me. Um, and yeah. like you know, obviously, I was late on the. I was late on watching this, so you know, I'd already kind of like uh, skimmed through what you guys had said about the the kind of looks and. Yeah, I still wanted to go in with an open mind, and I don't think it looks terrible. I think it looks no, like, no, I, I think it, I think it looks decent. As you say, it's like, for me, there's no wow factor because Halo is just like a series that I understand the people that like Halo, or people that love Halo, will you know go for that game in droves. For me, it looked exactly like any any other Halo gameplay wise, and I'm just like. Kind of like how I felt with The Last of Us 2 to The Last of Us 1. I'm just like, Halo's been out a long time, man. Um, I don't I don't really know what you do here to, to like, try and draw in people like myself that are just, like, Halo ambivalent. There's no, like, you know, like, I can drop out of, of Call of Duty for a couple of years and then they're like, hey... This one brought back the the British SAS guy you like with the tash, and I'm like, all right, you son of a bitch, I'm in. You know, with Halo, with Halo, it's like the tall guy in the big green suit. He's got he's got like a Hispanic friend now. He seems to be like comic relief. It seems, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but it looks nice, and I hope the people that you know this game is made for will enjoy it. And like running at 4K 60. I'm a like frame, frame like as a guy that likes frame rate. I'm like cool if that's if that's what you're going for like 4K 60 and down individuals a bit. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm not like you know well you should yeah. know from the from the like the pummeling that I give the chat sometimes when it comes <laughs> to frame rate. But, but you know like I'm I'm just kind of like it if it runs at 4K 60 and it gives Halo fans. Um, you know the kind of Halo fix they need because I heard Halo Five wasn't great or it deviated from what fans were from the series. If they can mm. bring this back and it, it runs well, and you know, but I don't see how this brings. I don't see how this brings like kind of people that are like on the fence, like my like myself or you know other people that just don't really give a shit about Halo. I think you know, it just brings them like, back. How... It brings them back just by being on Game Pass. So it's like, hey, you're already paying yeah. for the subscription. You'll try it. Oh yeah, this I is mean, the big game yeah. for this quarter. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Although, actually, you just reminded me when talking about frame rate stuff that we didn't mention it when talking about Ghost of Tsushima. But Ghost of Tsushima has a performance mode in it on PlayStation Four Pro that lowers the resolution and runs at the same frame rate as the high resolution modes, which is bizarre. And I thought yeah. I'd just throw that in there because. <laughs> I don't know why how, that exists. How does it look? How does Ghost of Tsushima how look? It, the yeah, how, performance mode? Yeah, when it, yeah. It's the exact same but with the resolution down, so it looks a bit blurrier. <laughs> but so it looks a bit blurrier and like the the high resolution modes, at least like again, I'm just Star Act 2. I've encountered 
one noticeable frame rate drop in the high resolution mode so far. Right. And it was just running through an area that had tons of stuff going on. Like it wasn't in the middle of a fight. It wasn't a gameplay thing that would have impacted anything. It was just kind yeah, of yeah. in the environment. So the idea that this kind of level, I wonder if there's something later on that maybe impacts the frame rate more. Because it seems so weird to me. They'd be like, we've got this performance mode to make sure, because it's capped at 30. So it's like, if we've got this performance mode to make sure it hits 30. And it's like, but it already hits 30. Why would yeah. you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, I the one thing I'll say about the Xbox stuff is they didn't show a lot of games like gameplay wise, but the ones they did were running four K sixty. Um, which even though the the ones they showed were all cross generation, uh, with the exception of one, um, like that's that's a cool standard to be hitting, because yeah, yeah, high resolution, high frame rate is good. Anyway, sorry, to get back on track, though. Uh, then they showed, it, showed a trailer for State of Decay 2, uh, 3, which three. I, did, I did this wrong in, when writing this document as well. Nathan <laughs> cried to me. Um, which was a CG trailer, um, which was a weird choice. Yeah. Because uh, that trailer looked real nice, man. And, and Yeah, the State of Decay games are not known for their graphics. <laughs> yeah. Like, they look nice enough, but they're not, like... Pushing yeah, boundaries yeah. Um, and this was very clearly a CG trailer uh, it didn't really show anything either it was just a kind of generic zombie trailer I don't know it didn't do anything for me like I will play a state of the K3 but mm-hmm. yeah they could have just shown a title and it would have made no difference to me <laughs> yeah it would have been fine um, then they showed Forza Motorsport I don't think they gave it a number this time they just said Forza yeah um, said that it's early in development which was mildly worrying um, because that game has been a that game has been a series that releases every two years for a while now and the last one released three years ago so the uh-huh. idea that they're just getting early on development now I mean I'm not a big Forza Motorsport fan so the idea that this game might be a couple <laughs> years out doesn't actually bother me much what does bother me is that that might mean that Forza Horizon is a couple of years out. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, they have been busy with there was the is it the mobile game, the Forza mobile game, mm. and they've been doing quite a lot within the the DLC for both. Uh, what was the last one? Seven and Horizon as yeah. well. Well, Horizon's a different studio, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think the rumor. I don't know how much there is to actually, you know show that this rumor is accurate or inaccurate i'd assume it's probably not super accurate but it's believable is that halo infamous infinite's development was you know troubled enough that they brought in some people from turn 10 to help clear it up and get it right. ready for launch and that's why force was behind but i don't know again like that's just a yeah rumor. it could just be it, it could yeah. just be bullshit um we know that halo has definitely had a kind of troubled development because over years of development it has had multiple like leads leave um, yeah but yeah who knows i don't know they showed some gameplay or what looked like an engine like like the replay mode basically um and it looked pretty as you'd expect yeah <laughs> lots of ray traced reflections and more <laughs> more reflections and nicer looking reflections and stuff than i would say the grand turismo trailer had um which I guess you would expect from the more powerful console. Um, 
But yeah, that was also the other thing is they said that this is only coming to Series X. Um, right. Which we've talked about this a lot in like our our messenger group, but I think Microsoft's kind of messaging on all this stuff has been all over the place. Where up until recently they were saying very firmly all of our first party games will be coming to Xbox One as well. Mm-hmm. You can keep the console you've got just now and for the next couple of years everything will run on it. And then this event they were like, well except Forza and a couple other <laughs> things. Yeah. And our big game that runs on both kind of clearly looks like it was made for the weaker one. So you maybe don't need the high end one. Um, yeah. Hmm? After seeing that, I'm kind of um I still think I don't know. Like I'm I'm not I'm not pro pro Microsoft or pro Sony. You know what I mean? I'll buy everything because I'm mm-hmm. an idiot. But, um, oh yeah, I'll one hundred percent end up with a Series X at some point. I I kind of look at it like I don't I like maybe maybe I missed the messaging, but I thought they said like like yeah for the next few years, and the fact that they're saying Falls Motorsports early in development. You know, it's like in a way, it's kind of like, yeah. It's like does that I, I does that mean that Force of Motorsport is two years out? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. You know, like I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's like they're just kind of like they, you know, they they're not lying. It's just that they created a because a running theme with a lot of these trailers, um, you know, is that most of them were CG. Um, yeah, you know, the stuff that's immediately, obviously, immediately coming out. A lot of this stuff is kind of like, hey, man. These are all games you're going to be able to play on the Xbox Series X. Um, but a lot of the, the kind of CG stuff he actually said was just like uh, Xbox Series X and PC. Yeah, so maybe um, they are just that far out. Yeah, that's because it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, obviously you're going through the list, a lot of this is just, a lot of this is just CG. Mm-hmm. Even with stuff like State of Decay 3, that was CG. Like, Forza Motorsport was the one that confused me, obviously, being the devil's advocate in that discussion we were having. Because I always, my brain just, like, you know, always associates Forza, like, I would have thought, that's a launch game. You know, yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. So, so when they said, oh, you know, it's, like, early in development, I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just like, okay. And then it's, like, Xbox Series X and um, PC, and I'm just like... Yeah, it doesn't seem like this game's coming soon. Um, you know, so I kind of like... So it's kind of like... Not trying to defend them, it's more like... They... They probably... What they said is correct, but the way they set up this event was like... Slightly misleading, especially with the messenger game. Like, you're gonna, you won't need to get an Xbox, you know. You can keep your current machine for for a couple of years and then most of what they show you is like probably a couple of years out and you're like yeah. I think we can like yeah. maybe talk more about summary of this event after but I think yeah. for me this is an issue that both this event and the Sony event have of a lot of these games are a while away even the Sony ones like ones that were an engine and stuff like that seem like they're at least a year away if not two and I think that's fine if it was clearly messaged that way of here is the stuff that makes you want our new console eventually and we will have an event later that will do that will show you why you want it in November when these things come out yeah 
um, which they weren't super clear about. So I think messaging on both sides is very iffy at this point with that kind of thing. I think it would be a very easy fix for them just to say, we're going to have two events. One is showing games coming up and one is showing games you will have in the first couple of months of launch. Like, that's all you have to do. That clears up. No one's going to be like, ah, is Forza four years away? It's like, well, who cares? Because they showed it and that's fine. But I think it's kind of like, you know, not to go into the summary of these too much, but I think you're like kind of correct. I think like E3 kind of disappearing is kind of like thrown the normal order of these things into disarray. Because normally when you have your, your E3 events like this, it's normally like, you know, this is coming out and you know, it's normally like you're trying to get people pumped up for the holiday yeah. that's coming. And then like, you know, you'll have some of the further out things. Whereas with this, it's kind of like it was, sorry, going to the, the kind of like summary of it again. But the format was kind of like, this game's coming and this game's coming and this game's coming. And there was no kind of like rival reason to it. Yeah. It was like, all these things are coming eventually. And you're like, yeah, but what's the, like, what what am I looking forward to in the interim? Like I, I kind of feel like that structure was yeah. like missing and with their messaging as well, it's just like you know, trying to decipher that as someone that's like an enthusiast versus someone that's a layman, you're just gonna be like even I'm like, I don't know. You know, like before watching this video, I was like, Yeah, I think the the you know, I think it's kinda of like this and then I came out, I was like, I think maybe I still think the same thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, as you said, that's summary stuff, man, but yeah, yeah Forza, Forza does. It looks nice. It's it looks good. That was um, probably um, the replay mode. I'd like to see how much of that's in gameplay. It's kind of the thing that we'll get to it, but it's the thing that Sony did is that they showed a lot of Gran Turismo actual gameplay. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Like that Gran Turismo trailer just had like a good, what, five minute chunk that's just a race. It's just here's a first person view racing the car. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, a game that will not be coming out anytime soon was also Everwild, which is Rare's new game, uh, which looked really cute. They had a kind of nice trailer that was kind of setting up the kind of atmosphere for it. Um, yeah. Didn't really say what the game is. Uh, they clarified later that it didn't say what the game is because they don't really know what it is yet. <laughs> um, I can't remember the exact word and I don't have it open, but they said something along the lines of, we're still hammering out what the gameplay is. And it's like, okay, good thanks for that um it looks nice though it's got personality it's got charm um they show tell me why which is don't know it's a new game that they announced before yeah uh it looks very like like is strange which i like that game so yeah i never played series two i should really do that um yeah, i can't same. i can't hear that name without thinking of the the song um yeah. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Uh, then they showed an update for Ori, which I think is Nathan's most uh, excited thing of the show. Yeah, frame rate. Yeah, they're bumping Ori up to the sequel Ori. The second one was it Will of the Wisp. Um, yeah, they're bumping it up on the Xbox Series X to 4K, 120 frames a second. Uh, they showed a little snippet of it. It looks nice. <laughs> I mean. Or it looks really nice anyway, but it, it looked real nice, bumped up to 4K. Um, can't really tell the high frame rate stuff from, you know, I only have 60 frames per second, uh, 60 hertz screens and stuff, so 120 does I played, nothing. Yeah, I played on PC, um, 
at you know got a 4K mono and ultra wide. 4K is only 60 frames, peasant. Um, but you know, I, I enjoyed it on the else feels fine. And sometimes I'd play on the ultra wide if I wanted to look to my right slightly at 100, and I was like, this is great, yeah. So seeing that at 4K 120, it's a, it's a fantastic looking game. And they said they're improving the visuals. And I'm not sure how you do that because that that game is eye bleedingly beautiful. It's yeah. just like it's an assault on your senses of like the colors and the particles flying everywhere. I need to play that game before the end of the year. It's it's good. Sometimes I like, the, like the visuals are like so good to sometimes to the detriment of the platforming because it looks everything looks so nice. It's like I can't see where I'm meant to go. Um, like it's very rare that happens, but there's like there's, you occasionally get things where it's like oh. You're supposed to pull on this, and it's like you know, there's no of the obvious, there's none of the obvious game <coughs> yes. you get. It's like, oh, this is a slightly different shape. It's like, no, this is all beautifully rendered. So it does part, look part... quite busy in places, not in a bad yeah. way. Just yeah, I can understand why that happened. The part of the games I was just like running up to things and just tapping the button to see if, I could <laughs> see if it's interactable. <laughs> um, Bring back the old animation thing of like the two drawers that are interactable looking completely different from the rest of the background. <laughs> exactly. Um, the pre rendered issues. Uh, then they showed some DLC for the Outer Worlds, the Obsidian first person Fallout yep. sci fi thing. Um, they are not making the DLC. It's been, I can't remember the name of the company that's making it now. Um, I forget, but there's DLC coming. It looks like more of that game. I need. I never really got super into that game. Always meant to. Uh, yeah, same. I really liked what I played of it, but yeah, I need to play some more. Yeah, same. Um, so DLC for it could be good. Yeah. Um, then they showed Obsidian's other game that was announced last E3, uh, which is Grounded, which is a kind of survival building game where you're a tiny shrunk down uh, person in a back garden. Yeah, honey I yeah, honey I shrunk the kids the game. Yeah, basically. You're building bases out in the garden to survive. Yeah. It, it looks cool. I don't know that I need another one of those kind of survival games. Yeah. The the tra- and the trailer was really cool. The trailer funny. yes, the trailer was quite funny as well. I had good sense of humor about it. Um, that trailer broke me man. <laughs> really? <laughs> it did because I was like, oh, this game was so fucking cool. Then I saw him building a structure. I was like, oh, come <laughs> on. It's I'm one like, of those. Yeah, like I, I was literally in my chair and I was like, I kind of leaned forward. Like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. But they, then I saw the, they, they claimed this going to have some of Obsidian's kind of like, you know, the writing so, that they're known for in it. So that could be cool. A survival game with a good story isn't like a common thing. Yeah. I want it to be like Fallout. New Vegas. I want there to be slaver ants and um, you know, like really advanced ants and wouldn't put past <laughs> um, And then they showed their newest game, which was Avowed, which is a first-person action RPG set in the Pillars of Eternity world. Um, this was another CG trailer, which yeah, yep. a running theme. Um, but in the defense of this one, I guess it sounds like it's very early. Um, yeah. But the brief snippet of what could have been gameplay, but I think was just like a CG representation of gameplay, showed you know the kind of first person kind of Skyrim-y, um battle kind of stuff for a brief little second. Um, yeah. Which you know that could be cool. I don't really like Bethesda games very much, but 
one of those with good gameplay is always something I'm interested in. Um, yeah. So we'll see. They that didn't have a date for it, I don't think. That's another one where it's only on Series X as well. Um they only listed Series X during the conference, but the website that went up initially said Xbox One as well, and they scrubbed it. Right. So, again, messaging all over the place on this stuff. Um, then they showed As Dusk Falls, which was a kind of like cool motion comic-y thing. Um, I forget who's making this. Uh, it's a third-party thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's... The um, like that. What was it like in day? Yeah, it was something like that. Cause I remember thinking it was like the fate day stuff. Um, yeah, they're uh, yeah. So Obsidian are publishing it, and these guys are making it. They're based uh, in London, I think it was. Or am I getting confused? This uh, is the one with like, uh, a literal kind of like motion yeah, comic. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, because it was the the French lady that introduced yeah. it, yeah. Interior night. That's the name of the interior night. That was it. Yeah, I just all time. I just remembered the logo was like in dot. Yeah, slash. it shows it. It's an independent game studio made with um, X Quantic Dream and Sony developers. So that's cool. Yeah, it did look. You know, it was weird, but in a good way. It yeah, was I was like, into it. Like, the art style... Yeah, it was like a, a mixture between live action, uh, rotoscoping, and stop motion. Yeah. It was the best way, yeah. It was um, weird. And this game, is, this game, looking up, this game is exclusive to Xbox. And PC. Oh, right. I, know, um, I know this is a weird aside, but you saying that um, that studio is made up of X-Quantric um, Dreams uh, people is weird, because I looked at, like, when the lady was talking, I was like... For some reason, I was like, she reminds me of the lady that was in the demo for what became Heavy Rain. It might, might have been her. And I was just like, my, I was just like, <laughs> why are you thinking that, you weirdo? And then the, I just watched the rest of the trailer. I'd like to, you know, I'm glad that maybe my odd thought was justified. It's probably still unjustified, to be honest. But <laughs> I watched, I like, I watched um, Giant Bomb's coverage of this and <clears throat> one of them said during it that they thought the art style looked like something they shouldn't like but they do and I kind of agree with it. <laughs> like it looks like something yeah. that on the face of it your brain wants to go that's ugly. But when you look yeah. at it I bet you're actually like this actually is kind of cool. I actually kind of like this art style. <laughs> um, it, yeah. So it's kind of visual yeah. lovely thing from the looks of it. It looked like a really maybe this is me kind of like simplifying. It looked like a really high res version of like the Walking Dead, but in a very stop motiony kind of like, yeah, like, like it, that kind of art style. I think I missed where they actually mentioned it was a motion comic game, so I was like, is this just like a weird stylized? I don't know if they, trailer? I don't know if they used the actual term motion comic, but I think the implication was that it was going to be. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the implication is that it's going to be just a kind of narrative thing. Yeah, like I, like I, I got, I got that from it as well. But I was just like. Because I could be wrong. Maybe it was just that trailer. I I, I don't know because I was watching it and I was just like, are they, is this just? Are they gonna break into like the actual kind of like gameplay? I was like, oh no, this is a narrative style game. Does it? Is it gonna play like this? I was like, this looks kind of cool. But as you said, I was like, this is kind of cool, but kind of ugly, but kind of great looking. <laughs> and I, I was like, but it, like I I was kind of like, um. 
I was I was kind of up on it at the end when it when it showed what appeared to be the little girl a bit more grown and then the guy opens the door and his face is quite expressive like ah I was like <laughs> I'm intrigued and it does like the kind of slow it does the the thing that um Marvel does like I don't know if you've watched any of those like Marvel motion comic films that they do um, yeah they haven't done a bunch recently but they they did a bunch for like Iron Man and stuff like that a while ago and they do that kind of thing where <laughs> when they don't have any anything for anyone to do it just has the art there and has like the character slowly get bigger <laughs> towards the camera <laughs> yeah like, it does that a lot and i don't know i kind of like that effect um yeah. it was cool i i am I'm, I'm interested for sure um then they showed hellblade technically well sort of they talked they showed the developers of hellblade and some <laughs> like panning shots of iceland uh, it was Iceland, wasn't it? I'm not misremembering that. Yeah, like we're we're, yeah. we're to announce. I was like, all right, they're gonna give us a release date. They're like, Hellblade is set in Iceland, and I'm like, that's good too. <laughs> I like that. Iceland's nice, you know. I was yeah, like, mm-hmm. I want to go to Iceland, and then you know, play what, geo. Um, dip in that geothermal bar for that's it. Nice. That's it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't show anything. I think they showed like a couple of snippets from the trailer they showed originally. Like, there's nothing. There was nothing new here, except that it's set in Iceland, which I guess was an important enough thing to put in this event. I don't know. <laughs> they just wanted to remind you that Hellblade exists, but they don't have anything to show right now. Is my takeaway from that? Yeah. Um, Do you know if this was a another Series X kind of? What was it? Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a. I think it's Series X only, but I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I'm Googling it. Sorry, I'm just looking for evidence of my conspiracy. I have no idea. Um, uh, Maybe. (laughs) Uh, The ones that really I saw about most was Everworld, Forza, and Avowed, but Hellblade, I'm not sure. Um... Then they showed Psychonauts 2, which is a game that is definitely cross-generation, because it's been in development for five years, and <laughs> is because it was in development before Microsoft bought Double Fine, it's also coming out on PS4, and uh, I don't know, I think it's just PS4. Um, but yeah, uh, this was probably my favourite bit of this show. <laughs> they showed like a... The- <laughs> Yeah, they showed like a behind-the-scenes thing of Jack Black coming into the Double Fine offices and recording a song and just played that song over the trailer. Yeah. And the trailer looked really good. It looks like a really fun 3D platformer with like a lot of varied levels and it's bright and colourful. Um, yeah. It looked cool. I don't know, it was just a really good trailer. Um, I watched. I didn't watch this whole event in 4K60 because the original stream was 1080p60. Um, but I did go back and watch individual parts of it in 4K. And right. Halo was one of them, uh, Forza was one of them, and then uh, this was one of them. And this looks great. Like, the the nice cartoony art style just looks very crisp when they blow it up into 4K. Um, I doubt it has many, you know, Series X upgrades, but it doesn't really seem like it needs them that much. Um, but yeah, looks good. Uh, then they showed Destiny 2. Um, where it's getting an upgrade on 
Series X to run at 4K60. And uh, what was it? It's everything that's out so far will be on Game Pass. So if you yeah. right, because at the moment Destiny Two, the base game plus like the first expansion or something like that, is free to play. And any other expansions you want, you have to pay for. Uh, but if you have Game Pass, you'll just get all of it. I don't think it's stuff going forward. I think it's like up until they said it was like up until the end of this year or something like that. Um, right. But that's a lot they, of game. Did they not say that the new one would be on Ultimate, or am I thinking of something else they said? You might be right. Maybe it was. They said they said something about if you're a Game Pass Ultimate user. Yeah, you'll get all the stuff. Uh, I don't um, have it in front of me, but I, I believe that. They, they definitely were talking about having a bunch of Game Pass stuff. Yeah. Um, I figured like they were saying everything's coming out on Game Pass, but if you're Ultimate, you might get the new one or something. They, they said something about Ultimate. I don't, I don't, know. don't really know. Um, I believe it. Yeah. It looked... The gameplay they showed looked nice. Um, I've played Destiny at 6 frames a second and it's nice. Um... That, I think they already announced that that update is coming out for PS5, but obviously you'll need to actually pay for the content there. Um, whereas on Xbox, if you subscribe to Game Pass, you'll just get it, which is a nice thing, because again, that is a lot of game. Yeah. Um, Base Destiny 2 itself is a big game, and they've added so much since then. Say if they were going to update um, the PS like PS5 to 4K 60. I'm not sure. That's what I was saying is I think that they did, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, let me go. They did it. They did it. It would be weird, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> it'd be a weird thing to be able to money hat. Yeah, they announced Destiny 2. They announced this in before either of these events, actually. Um, Destiny 2 will have a free upgrade on PS5 and Series X. So, yeah. I don't think they specifically said it'll be 4K 60 on PS5, but you assume it'll at least be, you know, 1440p upscaled or something like that. Um, I'm a few packs behind on Destiny and on those packs that I own, I've barely touched anything. Yeah, same. I finished the main story and that was kind of me. Yeah. I think I bought the first couple of packs because I think we intended to play them and then we just didn't. Yeah. Which is I, not, was... I know that sounds crazy. That's never a thing we do. <laughs> any of yeah. the three of us in this call. Yeah. No. Um, really out of character for us. I yeah. Don't know what <laughs> Um, then they showed the trailer for Stalker 2 um, yeah parts, again that was just there was no gameplay with that at all was there parts of that looked think. like it could have been gameplay like the bit where he throws the screw into the anomaly and stuff like that looked uh, like it could have been at least an engine if, something, if not but it was hard to tell like it wasn't Yeah, there was nothing that was very clear like here's a guy running around playing a game um, yeah. so at the very least it might have been an engine it might have been CG but it was not gameplay gameplay yeah. Um, but it looks nice I'm glad that game still exists because the development history of that game yeah. is a mess um, like there were three stalker games back ages ago Right. then the company went under and a bunch of them went off to form a, a studio called 4A that now makes Metro which is why Metro is very similar to stalker in a lot of ways ah right um, and then the studio came back and they started making Stalker 2 and they announced it. And then they, like, again, had development issues and it seemed like it had been canned and then now they're back going, no, no, 
it's coming. <laughs> Been a few years, but we're making it. Right. So I'm excited to see what that game actually looks like because the Stalker games are very good. I mean, they're very Euro janky, like buggy, kind of clunky games, but what they're doing is really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. And this would be the first time one of those is on console. Cool. Um, then they showed Dark Tide, uh, Warhammer 40k, which is the Vermintide people making that, yep. but Warhammer 40k. So there'll be Inquisitors and Space Marines. Yeah, and, yeah it looked interesting. Yeah, again, a CG trailer. Um, yeah, yeah. But... This one, at least we kind of know what it's probably going to look like because if it's like Vermintide, it's going to be Left 4 Dead. But Warhammer stuff, which is going to be good. Vermintide's good. Cool. Hopefully the performance is better than Vermintide on consoles. Yeah, Vermintide on PS4 ran very badly. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only reason I've not put a bunch of time into it is it runs so badly on PS4. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I'd assume this will run what better, you would hope. Um, then they show the trailer for the Tetris effect. Woohoo! They're adding multiplayer to it. It's coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Um, the There's, I think, the like Series X version will be 4K60, I think they said, um, as you would expect. This one seemed to have gameplay in it. And also it a did, bunch yes. of like people, which is kind of cool. Um, and some music, some great music. Yep, I love Tetris Fit music. That that first track is really good. <laughs> it's so good. What are you gonna say, Nathan? Did it have the um? <clears throat> maybe I'm misremembering the thing I saw about five hours ago. You know, <laughs> time time is crazy. But did it? Was was the boy playing like everyone sharing the same screen, or was I just? Or did they just delineate it in a very stylish way? That's what it, it looked like. It looked like everyone it, was sharing the same board. Yeah, yeah. It, you you play your bit, and then all of a sudden they all. Connect. Yeah, they they showed both. Yeah, they showed like four lanes playing Tetris, and then they showed one big lane that seemed to be four people playing Tetris on the same thing. So maybe yeah. it's just different modes, and that was just a stylish way of yeah. showing them both. Maybe we'll switch between them like Puyo Puyo Tetris, which yeah. is why I want, because make more games like Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks cool. Um, that multiplayer update is coming to Tetris Effect on everything else as well. Um, cool. But as far as we know, the next-gen version is exclusive to Xbox for now. Right. Um, but they said the multiplayer update will be coming at a later date for ps4 and the oculus version i think it's on the oculus store or something right because it was vr Tetris just multiplayer and vr actually now i think about it that sounds like nonsense um then they showed probably the actual best game of this entire show which was the gunk what you up on this one what were you up on the? Um, I, I saw. I thought it was okay. I, I thought I, look. My main thing for it is that the name's really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> in, a, in a time when we have been getting so many poorly named games getting announced, like Godfall and Avowed and Destruction All Stars, the fact that someone just came out and was like, "All right, motherfuckers, the gunk," and it's like, "All right, cool," <laughs> um, and it's also it's the Steam World people, so. 
I really like all the SteamWorld games, uh, except Quests, but that's solely because I've not played it yet. It's probably good. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> hmm? Yeah, it's, it's hard to like things you haven't experienced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not some blind fan, but it's the best. I'll play it someday. <laughs> this game's terrible. I've not seen it or played it or anything. Um, it looks cool. It's like a kind of third-person... I don't know. They they showed gameplay, which looks cool, um, but it's like a third-person thing where you're sucking up all this gunk that's all over the world and yeah. exploring. They didn't really... It didn't make it super clear what you're doing but it, from a like a world setup kind of thing i thought it looked really cool yeah i um, really like to look at that yeah i was super into it um then they showed the medium which is the proper game of the <laughs> entire event <laughs> i did also really like how this looks i they didn't show gameplay of this they showed a couple of snippets of what looked like gameplay in the trailer but then they, uh-huh. they dumped a like three minute long gameplay trailer onto youtube the next day Oh right, okay. And I'm just sitting here like I'm sitting here like, why didn't you put some of this gameplay in your goddamn fucking event that everyone was complaining didn't have enough gameplay in it? Yeah, um, the most confusing trailer for me because it was like both worlds rendered at the same time, and I was just like, can you switch between them? Like, yeah, it wasn't super clear if you switch between them or if they're both on screen at once. Because at one point it shows them both side by side and it's like, is this the game? Is it going to be like, what was that? Um, that game by the Brothers guy. The co-op oh, one the- that showed the picture in picture at all times of what the other player was doing. I can't remember the name of it. You know what I mean. The yeah. prison break one. Um, yes, yeah. Is no, it like... No way out. No. Yes, no way out. I think. That sounds right. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Way out. <laughs> um, way out. Way out. Ah, way out. Okay. So is is it like that? Does it show both them on screen at all times? Is it gonna does it show them both on screen sometimes? Does it switch between them? It showed kind of what looked like both in there. It looks like a kind of cool horror game. This is the one that has music by the guy that did the music for Silent Hill. Um, yeah, that, I, don't know I was getting from it. That's why I was confused because, like, you know, in Silent Hill, you can you know that like you switch between, well, the kind of normal Life. world and the silent hill world yeah yeah and, but i was like can you switch at will because it showed her literally in both worlds in what appeared to be her medium form and a normal form doing mm-hmm. the same if there's a and hole that, in one and not the other do you fall down it <laughs> yeah that, that's like that's what my, my brain was like I'm, i don't know what the gameplay is here i was um, like it looked like I said, they put a gameplay tra- uh, gameplay video on YouTube. I've not actually watched it yet, but it's it's there. Um, so that might explain some of that. I I think it looks cool. It sounds cool. Um, yeah. This one I think is Xbox exclusive for a while at least. I don't know if it's timed or. I kind right. of I kind of assume there are no third party permanent exclusives in the world anymore. So it's probably just a timed exclusive, but. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe it's forever on Xbox and PC, in which case I'll play this on PC probably. Um, but it looks really cool. Um, then sure. they showed uh, PSO two. This was the most confusing trailer of this whole goddamn event for me. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Um, Fantasy Star Online two. Was it New Genesis? Yeah. And they did not make it clear at all whether this is a new game. 
an expansion for PSO2 or, you know, something else, some spin-off or something. And yeah, just an update, slightly updated graphic version of the well, the Fantasy Star Online Two has been out for like eight years. Yeah, they announced afterwards that it's not just a graphically upgraded version of PSO Two, although the graphics updates will also come to PSO Two, and your character will be able to be moved between PSO Two and this, but they're separate games. Um, is no more than I do, bro. That's um. I don't know. Everything they explained about it seemed to make it more confusing to me. But PSO is decent, so good on them, I guess. It's really funny to see Microsoft lock up PSO of all goddamn series. <laughs> it's such a weird thing for them to go for. Um, but it was a good goodwill gesture for them because there was a decent contingent of people who really wanted PSO two to get translated and come over, and for years Sega wouldn't do it, and then they did it. With Microsoft's help, um, so, so much fun with like PSO and like my teams, and I just can't like. I think I said earlier, I was like, I will, I want to play this game, but I don't want to because I don't want to ruin the nostalgia of my teams. Yeah, I was never a big PSO guy. I didn't, I didn't play it. It looks cool. I've definitely played PSO inspired games. I think that's the game I'll probably play most on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Remember that thing? That was good. <laughs> that was a good. Um, remember the Dreamcast when yeah. used it to advertise the Stadia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then they showed Crossfire X, the best music of the entire event. <laughs> oh God, no! Cro- that, Cro- was, that was bad. <laughs> so Crossfire oh, X is a weird original. thing because. Crossfire is like a, I think it's here, I can't remember if it's Chinese or Korean, um, but it's a a big free to play shooter, like multiplayer shooter, um, and they're bringing it out over here. Like they announced it at Microsoft's event last year, I think. Um, but then they're also making a single player component, which is what this was announcing. It's being made by Remedy, which is bizarre. Um, Remedy makers of you know Alan Wake and Max Payne and Control and stuff like that. Um, and they like it looks kind of good like it looks kind of like a relatively generic military shooter but it looks very over the top and silly and the graphics looked really nice and this song that plays over the whole thing thing is a (laughs) slowed down melancholy version of DMX's X Gonna Give It To You which you don't you don't make a slow, melancholy version of X going to give it to you without knowing what you're doing. <laughs> like, it's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... I don't know. Then the song got released afterwards as well, and I was like, yes, I will just listen to this, because this is real fucking <laughs> silly. Um, and was that it? That's all I've got listed on my list, but I don't know if I just fucked up here. Did they show it? No, no, I think that was it. That's a weird game for them to end on. Wow, that really uh, was the thing they ended on. In hindsight. No, the, oh, then Fable. Yeah. They oh, did Fable, they did a yeah. one more thing where they showed Fable. Um I say showed Fable, they showed a CG trailer and a logo that said Fable. Um, yes. 
I, I got, I mean, I feel like if it hadn't been an open secret for the past like three years that Playground was making a Fable game, then maybe this would have been a big like, oh my god, they're making Fable! But mm-hmm. the fact that we all knew this was coming and Microsoft basically said this was coming before, it just seemed like, ah, they don't, they're not showing Fable. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, I don't know. That'll be, it's nice that they're making Fable again. The rumors were that it's going to be some kind of live, like, MMO light kind of servicey thing, and that scares me, but give them benefit of the doubt. Playground games are good. The Force Horizon series is fantastic, so I kind of trust them to do something interesting at least. Um, but that was the Microsoft event. Cool. Did it sell you guys on Xbox? I uh, it sold me on the new graphics card, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's quite a few games that are quite fancy. I've already got the Ultimate Game Pass. So... I think I'm the only one given... here that doesn't have Game Pass. I, I jumped on that dumb deal when it was like a virtual release of Xbox Live to it. So then I just, you know, you know me and my shady dealings, I bought a couple of like Brazilian hmm. Xbox yeah. Lives and then converted them. I should have done that. I... I cancelled my Game Pass because I just wasn't using it. Um, right. Oh, I'm... yeah, I'm not using it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already paid for it, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't using it because I never used my Xbox, and the the PC side of it is good now. Right. Um, But I was playing few enough things on it that it became clear to me that I should just buy these games when they're on sale. Like, I should just buy... Like, I bought Halo Reach when it was on sale on the Steam sale for, you know, like, three quid the other day. Right. And that's, you know, that's a, a month of... What's, less than a month of the PC version of uh, Game Pass. I forget how much it is a month. But, right, yeah. you know, if it was... Halo Reach was the only thing I played the last month of it I had, so spending three quid on it makes more sense than having Game Pass and doing it. But I understand mm-hmm. that I'm kind of in the minority in that, and people like to just have a big selection of things they can download and play. Yeah, um, and I'll probably resubscribe when I, you know, when me and Nathan actually uh, get interested enough to play Ashenir. I think it's a matter of time, Nathan. We're getting into Ashenir. I've got it there. Right? <laughs> Your paralysis says that the only time I'm going to use my Game Pass is when there's a game on it that you actually want to play multiplayer on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I um, go into Game Pass and I'm like, oh, there's so much to hear. I'm like, so sport for choice, and then I just turn it off in fear and play Binding of Isaac. I, I like that Microsoft seem like they've noticed that. Like, they know that's a thing. Because they have that button on the PC Game Pass uh, thing that is just like a randomizer that's just like, pick a game for me. Um, although, funnily, the last time I did that, it picked Wasteland 3, which wasn't out. <laughs> it's like, you could preload <laughs> Wasteland 3. It's like, thanks. Great, this has solved my afternoon. Um, I thought this event was fine. Like, as I kind of explained earlier, I I think if it had had the context of here is the the kind of the roadmap, here's the kind of the future of Xbox, but not the imminent future. Here is some titles we have coming down the line. I think that would have been 
more exciting seeing these things but even then like it's hard to get excited for cg trailers that are basically just title screens um mm-hmm. i mean like you know the stuff that they did show gameplay of looks nice i'm excited for psychonauts 2 i'm excited for the medium i'm excited for the gunk um but i don't know i came out of this event just being like kind of not super down on it but just kind of eh about it I think it's again it's the you know it, i think it's the lack of like it, it just seems to be a lack of urgency about it and i know it's like going through the studios one by one but like a lot of the stuff they show just like for example forza motorsport i know it's a big game but it's like the third one they showed and you know for all we know and like they even said it's early in development so it just seems like I, maybe it's a pacing thing for me it just seems like a weird thing to be like Hey man, you can play these eventually, yeah. especially when you haven't announced exactly when your console's coming out or the pricing. Like it, yeah. it just. I, Although I we like do, it, we do know the when now because <laughs> it has really? leaked. They put oh, up. I, 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 <laughs> they put up a a Steam page for Halo Infinite right after this event, which listed it as November thirteenth. I think it was. Which is also the same date that the Microsoft Store put up for Yakuza 7. So yeah. it seems like it's probably coming out that day. Right. Um, yeah. It'd be really weird uh, if those two games came out before or after the Series X. Yeah. Like, um, that, that makes sense. But it's kind of like, you know, because you don't have that information going into this show. Yeah. It's like, you know. Oh, console launch exclusive. But what does that mean? Does it mean it launches with the console? Like, is, or does it? Is it just like it's exclusive to the console at launch? Like, what what does console launch exclusive mean? I think it's a term they've used before, like even before there was a console coming up. Okay. Um, so so I think just it mean, tends like, to mean the game is exclusive at launch, but also it'll be on PC. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's cool. It tends to mean that cool. it's a timed exclusive. That is also coming to PC right away. It's I've never, I've never paid much. Um, it's made to be as confusing as possible. That's the point yeah. of these marketing terms. Yeah, I've never like paid attention to it before, so now it's like, you know, because to be honest, like you know, Microsoft stuff, it will turn up in Game Pass, and if I actually get the balls to actually play anything, I know it'll be in there for me to play. <laughs> yeah. I've never been like, oh, like what's a console launch exclusive? Because you know, as someone that has has a one X but primarily plays on the PC because what is money? Um you know, I'm just kinda like, oh this game that I wanted to play that they mentioned at a show a while ago has appeared. But at the moment they're trying to like as you say push a new console. But you, there's no there's, the show is kind of like directionless in that way. It's like these things are coming out when the console launches, but also there's these things coming. They're a while away. Yeah. And I just kind of feel like when you haven't announced when your console's coming out Maybe it makes more sense to like do it almost in chronological order, like saying, "Hey man, Xbox Series X is coming soon, and on launch day you'll have boom, 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 boom." I think when, and you may not. I think I know, can understand tell- why they did it this way. Yeah. Because if their first event of going, here's what the Series X is, here's why. Like, I don't think they made a good argument for buying the Series X in general. This is a really good argument yeah. for Game Pass. It's like here's all these great games that come to Game Pass. Yeah, and if you've got PC, great. But if you have a Series X, I mean, 
they'll they'll be on there, but none, nothing that tells you this hardware's the strongest gaming console ever made because nothing looks that impressive. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. I came out of this like feeling like you know, as as you know, in in our talks, I've been playing devil's advocate for the Xbox ecosystem, an ecosystem that I'm subscribed to. I'm not actually using. <laughs> yeah, um, which is kind of how I feel about that ecosystem stuff is you need to have both ends of it. Like, people are not bought into the Android ecosystem because they have, you know, a subscription to, uh, like, Google Music. One, because no one uses Google Music and it's getting shut down. That was a bad example. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's not because they have one subscription that works on Android. They are yeah. locked into the Android ecosystem because they've bought a bunch of apps on the Android store Mm -hmm. um all of their data is contained on apps some of which only run on android they're paying a monthly subscription for an android phone and there's a physical hardware thing they've bought into and when they get out of it they have the option to change they will probably stick with the android one because all of their stuff is on android i don't think they've made a good argument for that as much as people love game pass and myself i think game pass is really good you could go without game pass like, you could cancel Game Pass, like, it's not locking you in anywhere, and just not get Series X, because they've not given a good reason why you need a Series X other than Game Pass games run on it. Yeah, I, th- I think it just appeals to apathy, really. It's just like, <laughs> you know, I can, I can pay this, and then, like, one day I'm just going to get billed for, like, what is it, £90 a year? I don't know how much they... Like and you just be like, hey, once a year I pay the money and then I get games for the year and yeah, buy anything know. that's not on it. Well, you know how I buy anything. I'd like, I'm like, yeah, this is cool, and then I end up forgetting about it. And then um, <laughs> it comes out while I'm in they, the queue. They could pay to have someone else do that for you. You can get straight <laughs> to the forgetting. You know, so I'm like, like, in the middle, man. <laughs> I look at the look at this ecosystem I'm like oh man if I actually use this there's some good games here but yeah as you say like even as someone who would what potentially be maybe a whale I'm like yeah I came out of this event I'm like I don't really need a Series X I've got a PC and I could probably run most of these games um as someone with a One X as well I like I like I've got no real there's no real kind of desire there for me to go man i really want to see what these games look on the series x it's just like oh no i've got access to them you know yeah and the ones i don't it's like well i might have to go to the pc that's it that's that's just kind of how i how i feel and you know but what can i say like yeah i I just kind of feel like you know you're probably right it was a bit uh advertisement for for game pass and you didn't do it well but it's just like as you're saying they're trying to move a move a console here yeah but they haven't given you the price they haven't given you the date they told you games that are coming to the ecosystem that the console subscribes to yeah eventually but there's no there's no primary driver for you to go yeah i want to drop i get i get the reason they did it this way because if they had focused on launch stuff they would have been like here's a bunch of xbox one games they would be like, here's the updated version of FIFA and Madden and Watch Dogs yeah. and yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk. And like, it would be stuff that's like, it would be good. And they're good as launch titles. Like, cross chain games, I think, are fine as launch titles. Like, they get a lot of shtick. But like, playing Black Flag at launch on the PS4 was one of the things that made me 
you know, super into the PS4 to start with. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that's fine at launch, but it doesn't look good as the first showing for your console. So if they had been like, here's your first showing of Xbox Series X games, and which, to be fair, I think they didn't do a good job of that anyway, but it would have been worse if they were like, here's your first showing of Xbox Series X games. Here's, you know, Assassin's Creed looking slightly better and running at 60 frames a second. Here's Watch Dogs looking slightly better and running at 60 frames Like, it wouldn't have been good enough. Um, So I kind of get why they'd be like, and why Sony did this as well, be like, here's stuff that is not coming for a while, but it looks fucking good, right? Which I don't think Microsoft did as good a job with. If some of those CG trailers were in-engine, they should have said. Like, this is a thing that Sony did really well, is Definitely. every trailer, almost every trailer at least, on the Sony um, conference, the Sony event, had like a little thing at the bottom that said, running on a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Or, you know, running in-engine rendered on PS5. And it's like, that's all you need. It's the little thing you need. But I think a lot of these trailers looked like they were straight up CG. And if the Xbox Series X can make graphics that look straight up CG, they should be hammering that home. Yeah. <laughs> they even clarified afterwards the Halo Infinite gameplay thing they showed was running on a PC. Wow. Which, that was their big game for the show. Jeez. But that's that's kind of what I mean. Like I, I get I get your point with like I just mean the chronological order of these games. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like the ones they showed. Yeah, it's, it's like for example, we well we know that Halo Infinite's coming holiday because they said. Yeah. It just seems like a weird. It just seems weird for me to to like, jump straight into just a CG trailer for State of Decay three yeah, and like, a Forza that they said is coming. Fuck yeah. this they st- I know it's because they did it in studio order, but it kind of it, it kind of feels weird when like when you know you, what you normally expect from E three is like here's some things that are coming and then like they show you like the later stuff later down the line and then yeah like you you know you have your showstopper at the end which they thought this time was a fairy getting eaten by a frog in Fable. Um, <laughs> it was pretty. You know, so I, I think it was just like. As you said, it's like um, they're trying to promote the console. I still think there could have been a bit more structure to the way that they formed this because I come out of this and I'm still kind of like, all right, I know Halo's coming and some of these are coming in like September. But the order room is like, I'm just kind of like, the, the one I remember is Halo. Yeah, like um, I think the medium, I would say the medium's a launch game. Like, yeah, so like, you know, you, you just it's, it's like near the bottom of the list. So it seems yeah. weird. It's like, I think you would fire those things, so it's like, oh, what's coming? Halo, the medium, Tetris Effect multiplayer, um, you know, like Destiny Two update. Like yeah. these things, like you know, these things are preface to show, and it's like this is what this is what you buy into whether you're in the ecosystem or the Series yeah. X at launch, motherfuckers. And it's like, hey, guess what else will be coming, man? There's this crazy comic book game. Hellblade's coming sometime. It's set in Iceland, <laughs> isn't that nice? I think, like... I think this this like chronological thing is the same issue that Sony falls into as well. But yeah. I think it's kind of slightly less noticeable for that because they it's because they showed a lot of gameplay, so the games, even if they're not further along, they feel further along, if that makes sense. Yeah, like definitely. when I when I see when you show me a CG trailer that's nothing but a title and some ominous music, I think, ah, Stalker 2 is two years away. Yeah. 
you show me uh, Gran Turismo 7 and you go through a whole race but don't give me a date for it, I'm like, that could come out tomorrow. Fuck knows, I don't know. And it looked like a lot of gameplay. It's probably close, right? Might not be, yeah. but it, it looks like it. It tricks me into thinking <laughs> yeah. that Gran Turismo 7's done. It could come out any day now. Um, but I don't know. Um, we're running quite late, but do you guys want to run through the Sony event quickly or you guys yeah. want to go to bed? I'm happy with if, either. If we do it, if we if we do it quickly because I'm I'm flagging here today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it quickly. The PlayStation event started with um the biggest PS5 release that they could have, Grand Theft Auto 5. Um all PS4 footage of it as well for some reason. But it's coming to <laughs> PS5. Yeah, let's just move on. Um then they showed Spider-Man Miles Morales. They showed a very brief gameplay snippet and uh trailer. Yeah. Um, it looks like a prettier version of Spider-Man. That's a launch game. Um, that makes sense because Spider-Man was the game they were using as a tech demo for their SSD. They were speeding up how quickly you could swing through the city and go, look, we can just load the city in instantly. Isn't this great? Mm-hmm. So that's cool. He plays Miles Morales. Um, Gran Turismo 7, which I've mentioned a couple times already. They showed... Yep. Uh, trailer that was a bunch of like in uh, in like the the pet kind of view stuff where you know there's a lot of nice reflections and stuff but it's obviously not gameplay kind of stuff it's moving between stuff Um, but then after that they also just straight up showed like the career mode menus to let you know hey this one has a career mode unlike GT Sport like it's a proper old school Grand Turismo career mode and then also just showed like it was like two or three minutes of a race it was just here is a race um which i really appreciated that they just dumped you into straight up a race so you can look at it and go yeah. this looks nicer than gt sport great um yeah you've sold me on why this console exists because it made a nicer looking version of a nice looking game um then they showed ratchet and clank um which I thought looked fantastic. Again, they did the same thing. They did this a few times where they showed a trailer which was in-engine and had some gameplay snippets throughout. Then afterwards just showed some gameplay. Um, And they said this was pre-alpha, so it was quite early, but it it still looked fantastic. Um, Like, graphically, it looked super impressive to me. Um, And the kind of gimmick they were hammering home was this whole dimension-shifting thing where you're pulling yourself through these portals and the game just instantly loads another world, which is kind of yeah. cool. That was definitely the kind of like neck showing, you know? Yeah, that was the, I mean, hopefully the game's better than that because Ratchet and Clank <laughs> usually is, but yes, that was the knack having tons of particle effects, like yeah. demo showcase. Um, I also appreciate the, the one they straight up said it was pre-alpha, but that game hitched up every time they did the portal shift like not much just like a brief little hitch and it's enough that you're like okay they'll probably have that sorted by launch but this is gameplay like no one is no one's going into their pre-rendered cg trailer and adding frame rate issues (laughs) (laughs) at least i hope not there's like a level of like marketing trickery that i don't think we've reached yet um yeah it looks really nice um they showed a trailer for Project Athia, which again showed some uh, N-Engine cutscene stuff and then brief snippets of gameplay. 
not really a whole lot to go on from this one, I don't think. This was Square Enix, I think. Yeah, that's, that's uh, cool. Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of like a Final Fantasy style, or like jumping yeah. between, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it did. And it was like a, a woman with like a big long kind of cloak thing, jumping between things. She blows up a tree. There's a big dragon thing. It looks pretty cool. Um, not enough to really go on in what the game is, but it looked kind of cool. <laughs> There's some stuff that looked like gameplay in it, so looks like a third-person action game of some kind. Uh, then they showed Mike's game of the show, Stray. Stray, yes. With the... <laughs> I, I look quite cool. I, yeah, genu- I was joking, saying, like, ah, oh, it's Mike's favourite because it had a cat in it, but <laughs> it also genuinely looked really nice. It's like a kind of sci-fi very neon lit kind of you know uh, like kind of you know Tokyo street kind of looking uh, yeah. narrow streets all these neon lights lighting up um, populated entirely by robots and you play as a cat that's got a little backpack yeah um, this one they didn't show any gameplay but they said that the trailer was rendered in engine on PS5 um, which I'm going to stop pointing that out because I think everything was I can't remember but I don't think there was anything that was CG in this Nothing jumps to the top of my head. Look through the list, at least. Um, like everything, again, this is the the thing they did better than Microsoft is that everything they showed was a thing that was looked like it was running on a PS Five and showed, hey, look, here's the graphical increase. Um, then they showed Returnal, possibly the worst named game of this entire E <laughs> three cycle of months. Um. Which is Housemark's new game. Uh, which is... I mean, they didn't really show much. It looks like a third-person shooter rather than their usual, you know, isometric kind of top-down shootery kind of stuff. Um, not much other going that, except it's sci-fi. It looks cool. The trailer was all in-engine. Again, had some brief gameplay snippets. Um... I like the look and concept of that one, but like, yeah, you saw some of the kind of bullet hell almost the king gameplay, you know, when you were fighting some, well, when she was fighting some of yeah. the monsters and stuff. But it definitely, looked, it definitely looks interesting. I'm kind of like curious to see how Housemark deals with a game of, you know, like what appears to be. Yeah, it's not like 2D. <laughs> yeah, a lot bigger in scope and hopefully. Like you said, you said it might be a it might be a near launch game. Um, yeah, I don't. I I've read somewhere that that was rumored, but I don't know if they actually said. So I need to look that up. Um, I hope it is at least. Housemark hasn't made anything in a while, um, but part of that's because they were making a battle royale that got cancelled. Um, so I don't know how far in development this is, but Housemark generally make great stuff. They made the best PS4 launch game. I'd, I'd like to uh, correct that to the, they made one of the best PS4 games. Yeah, like, well, okay, yes. I still occasionally will just put Resogun on and just play it because I just want <laughs> to hear my controller say, save the last human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I said this I said this half-jokingly in our, our messenger chat, but also kind of seriously. If they put a 4K60 upgrade for or fucking 120 frames a second upgrade for Resogun out. And that's enough reason to buy a PS5 for me. 
<laughs> Make that game I mean, look pretty. All to right. be fair, Resogun carried me through like you know the low of console launches. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah, so it, it could do it again. You know? <laughs> I would definitely and, get um, way back into Resogun. I might do yeah. that anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks cool. They didn't show a massive amount of it, but it's yeah, it goes from having this very kind of you know story focused, narrative heavy like trailer. To suddenly like, oh, that's a housemark game. Cool. <laughs> that's giant round, you know, bullets coming at you. Um, then they showed Sackboy: A Big Adventure, which is a little big planet game without the creative mode, as far as we can tell. Um, yeah. So kind of a three D platformer. Hmm? I don't know how I'm for that one, man. Like the. The gameplay mechanics of Little Big Planet never really appealed to me. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of into the idea of 3D platformers coming back. Like, yeah. I, I like 3D platformers, but specifically this one, I'm not super excited about a Sackboy game. There no, are I... there are better 3D platformers in this event. <laughs> Yeah, the little big planet thing, I'm just kind of, I'm over it now. It's, you know, you're giving me a game that I have to build myself, was the way that I always thought, mainly because I was crap at building but now, levels. But now they've built it. Yeah, this well. It's just levels. That's the thing they made the game. <laughs> um, the problem with little big planet wasn't that, like, you, like, you know, it wasn't just a creation of it. It was also that it never really had, like, I never really liked the handling of it. Like, they... Yeah, it was quite clunky, wasn't it? Yeah, it, the coolness was like, you know, downloading the weird shit people would like make, like, you know, kind of like a Mario Maker, but with way worse physics. Yeah, that was kind of the thing that I love Little Big Planet in theory, but in practice, Mario Maker's what I want because, one, the creative stuff's way simpler, so I can make levels. And two, the gameplay's good because it's Mario. <laughs> yeah. Yes, arguably it's built on the new Super Mario Brothers jumping, so it's not as good as other 2D Mario, but it's still Mario. <laughs> Bad Mario is still better than most other games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This this could be good. This Sumo Digital, they've made good things before. Um, but yeah, not super interesting. That. Yeah. Uh, it didn't look super impressive either, I don't think, personally. Like, this was the point in the event where I looked at this game and I was like, this doesn't look like a, anything that my current console couldn't run. Um, most of our stuff was super impressive and this one was like, it looks fine. Um, Destruction All-Stars was next. Uh, again, I don't think this was super graphically impressive, but this game just seemed kind of cool. This is the like Destruction Derby kind of like hero shootery thing we have what look like kind of these characters with special abilities and you're driving cars around, blowing up each other's cars, and then you get out and use your super abilities to also blow up cars. Um, that could be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm here for a cool multiplayer car game. Yes, yeah. Um, Kina, uh, or Kena, I don't know if they actually said it out loud. I think it's Kina. Bridge of Spirits was next. Um... This game came out of nowhere for me. I'd never heard of this game before. I don't know if it was announced yeah. before, if this is where they announced it. Um, but it was one of the best looking things here. 
Um, this was the kind of 3D action adventure with the little girl that has like the big magic staff and the little uh, black yeah. goo blobby furry spirit things. Um, it looked like CG for a lot of it. And then it switches yeah. to gameplay and you're like, oh no, that was an engine. Great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, that's just how nice it looks. Um, I did appreciate it on the on the day, but then I watched the trailer back like the next the next day after, you know, like settling down. I was like, actually no, this is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um It's I'm, worth noting that um for people listening, Sony put out the stream was only in ten eighty thirty frames a second when they streamed it out. Yeah. But then they put four K videos out afterwards and sixty frames a second when the games had it. So like Grand Turismo was sixty. I think this was 30, but they put a 4K trailer for it. Um, and yeah, it looks really pretty. Um, it looks like a fun game as well. It was like a kind of action-adventure um, with a kind of Pikmin-y element to it where you're moving these little spirit dudes around. Yeah. Um, they showed some more gameplay after the event as well, and it looks really nice. Um, I think that... I want to say that one is confirmed launch as well, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um... But yeah, that was definitely one of the most interesting things here, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it's in 2020, but I don't know if it's launch or maybe tomorrow. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, then they showed Goodbye Volcano High, which is like a story game. We were a bunch of dinosaurs in a high school. Um, yeah. It looked cute. <laughs> and it was a weird thing to show at this event, I think. Like it was very out of place. I kind of appreciate that they showed it. Like it looked interesting. Um, I don't even remember seeing this. I'm not really honest. But <laughs> that, that sounds cool as hell. I'm gonna have to check this out. You should look up. I think once you start looking at the trailer, you'll instantly be like, "Oh, this game!" Like I remember oh. this trailer. Um, it's got sad dinosaurs. What do we need? What more do you need? Um, something my brain would remember and it's just <laughs> it seems like a kind of game you would remember honestly yeah um then they showed odd world soulstorm which has been in development for a while now but that's coming to ps5 as well um it looks like a really nice looking odd world game so that's cool yeah i've never been the biggest odd world guy it, it looks good though um I, yeah i used to like them um, I like that part button. The last one they did was kind of like it was it was cool, but I just kind of like realized like yeah, I just didn't really want to play that kind of game anymore. Like the kind of unforgiving platform platform that's like you didn't rescue this many of the duckins, you you fell and you're a piece of shit. And I was like, I don't really have the the time or patience for yeah. this anymore. I mean, uh, it, it, I say it does look like a nice version of those. Um, looking up, Kena is listed as holiday twenty twenty, so it's probably a launch game. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, and also I forgot to mention actually, Kena was made by Ember Labs, who are a studio that this is their first game, but they made a really nice CG like fan movie of uh, the Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask a couple of years ago, um, which I highly recommend people go and watch because this is great. It doesn't seem like something that, you know, fans should be able to make. It's, like, very professional-looking. Um, 
Okay, then next they showed Ghostwire Tokyo, which this was a pleasant surprise because I thought this game was dead. This is like the Stalker 2 scenario where I thought this game was gone and we would never see it again. Because, yeah. um I can't, I always blank on her name. Um, the lead, one of the leads on uh, The Evil Within. Um, and she was. Hmm? Was it Mikami or. No, it's. Um, she was also one of the leads on uh, Okami. Uh, oh, escapes me. Uh, I'm going to find it. Um, but anyway, she left the, the studio a while ago. And she was she had like just been announced as like the lead director of this big new game. It looks really cool. Um, Ikumi Nakamura. Um, she was. Uh, she worked on the Evil Within, Bayonetta, and Okami in the past, and she was the head of this. And she left, and so everyone was like, "Oh, that game must be canned or something." Then if the lead is just out of there. Um, but no, and it looks quite cool. It's a kind of first person action game where you're going around Tokyo fighting ghosts and stuff. I don't know, it, it looks real wacky and weird. Um, I was super into it. Um, what were you guys be into this one? Yeah, that was probably one of my highlights of the show, to be honest. I was just like, like, had a really nice, nice style, like, weird kind of, like, looked like he was making, like, symbols or, like, like, chants and then... Yeah, he was doing a lot of, like, hand... It reminded me of... It's a stupid comparison, but... It reminded me of um, the Jackie Chan cartoon. <laughs> I mean, that's like the, the hand gestures to do magic. Um, no, no, it, it looked pretty nice. It had a distinctive style. Like definitely, it kind of, it kind of reminded me of like a almost sparse cyberpunky version of um, uh, what was that game that came out on the? I want to say it was the Wii, and it was like sword based. Not Red Steel. Was it Red? Red Steel, that's it. It kind of might, it kind of might be like a faster paced version of that. And it's like, <laughs> like a good one. Yeah, yeah, good. You didn't think ghosts but, in that though. You just fought people. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just, I just remember the sword and like the the kind of view, and it's like yeah. that's where my brain. That's fair. I, I didn't say it was logical. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it looked cool. It was, I was, I was into this. Uh, then they showed the new game from the uh, the Super Brothers. The Sword and Sorcery developers, uh, which is a kind of space game called Jet. Uh, they didn't show a lot of this. It was just a kind of trailer. Um, didn't say really what mm-hmm. the game is. It's just kind of. It was very interstellarish in tone. I felt. Um, so I don't know. Maybe you go into black hole at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you go. Maybe maybe <laughs> Matt Damon's in it. Um. Yeah, that game, it, it looks interesting, but they didn't show enough for me to really be like, ah, Jet. And also the font for it was garbage, so I came out of it going, ah, it's weird to call your space game Jeff, but I mean, if that's what <laughs> you're going for, Jeff's not right name, I guess. Um, then they showed possibly the worst trailer for Godfall. Yeah. A game that I think looks quite nice. Like, they've shown it other places, they've shown gameplay of it, and it looks like a cool, like, sword-based kind of action game. And they showed this trailer that had like a really horrible song over it and was cut really weird. It was just bad. And it was like, why is this in the middle of this event? Um, but yeah, Godfall. That's what happens when Gearbox publishes your game, I guess. <laughs> um, then they showed Solar Ash, which is the follow-up to Hyperlight Drifter. 
um, which is fully 3D. It's got kind of some journey vibes to it, but then also seems to have very like kind of tight movement based stuff, kind of like Hyperlight Drifter did. Um, I love Hyperlight Drifter, so I'm kind of super here for this game. Um, yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that one. They showed Hitman 3, Nathan's actual game of the show, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, which, th- this was a CG trailer. There you go. They showed a CG trailer here. But then also they showed some gameplay after it, so whatever, fine. That's how you do that. Yeah, uh, they showed like walking through a room. I'm pretty yeah. sure they... I say gameplay, <laughs> yes, they showed him walking through a room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they showed yeah. him climbing up the side of a building very briefly as well. Um, I mean... Like that's Hitman. Yeah. Hitman really. yeah. Like you, look, the third game you could probably import the other two. Look, what would you want us to show here? It's the fucking third one. Yeah, I think it. I think yeah. they specifically said that you can import the the other two into it, which is cool. Um, yeah, you know what you're getting into. I'm gonna get it, and then I'll finally play two. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they showed Astrobot. I can't remember what this was called. Other than Astrobot, <laughs> but I think was it not? Was it the Playroom something? I thought that was it. Yeah, Astro, yeah, but, Astro's it was Playroom. Playroom something. Yeah, Astro's Playroom, which is a spin-off from Astrobot for the PSVR. This one is not a VR game; it's just 3D platformer. Don't know how big it's going to be, but it looked quite nice. Um, the reason I say I don't know how big it's going to be is because it's free and bundled in with the PS5. Like it will come preloaded on your PS5 when you get it, which is nice. cool. Um, Astrobot on the PSVR is a great 3D platformer. Like, it's one of the few really great VR games. So, yeah. Uh, then they showed the trailer for Little Devil Inside, um, which was a cool trailer, which was switching between this kind of young kid going out fighting monsters and this old man just lazing about at home while that happens, and he keeps sn- like switching between the two. Um, which looked yeah, really good. Nice hmm? I had a really nice art style. Yeah, I really like the art style for it. Not super clear on what the gameplay part of it is, but I mean, there were some bits of it that looked like combat, like gameplay combat. So presumably that is yeah. what it's going to be. Um, but it was interesting to see. Yeah. Um, they had some really horrific kind of vaguely racist or you know vaguely pretty racist um masks that these kind of uh monsters were wearing a part of it and people pointed out yo that looks pretty fucking racist and they're like yeah okay we'll change the sorry <laughs> whoops so that's good <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's annoying that that keeps happening but hey at least they're fixing it um then they showed uh, the actual best trailer of this whole event, which was NBA 2K21, um, where they showed a man sweating to death. They showed a man ex- expelling all of the liquid from his body out of his forehead while he played basketball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was legit the biggest horror moment of like. It's horrific. It was... I don't know why you would do this, because it's become a running joke since, what was it, the PS3 in the Xbox 360 launch where all the sports games showed, here's the sweat. Um, and I feel like last gen they didn't focus in on the sweat of the players because it was such a joke the generation before. And this yeah. time 2K are like, look at the fucking sweat. 
And it's like, yeah, there's a it's lot like, of it. it <laughs> some horror scenario where they've like locked Zion Williamson in a court and just turned it into a sauna, and he just has to play ball <laughs> until he melts. Like there's no no towel in sight. It's just he's like, I'm gonna play ball until I'm nothing but sweat, and it's just yeah. It, Zion Williams, but he looks like he's like an Easter bunny that is melting in the heat of the fucking room. Oh, oh yeah, it was. It was horrific. Like I loved it. It was like, oh, look at look at all this tech, and it's just like I just look at it just like look at that sweat. Like, no one does that. You'd wipe off by that point. The entire room, to be fair though, the entire stands were empty, so it's at least you know accurate. <laughs> I do hope that those games, when they come out this year, have an option to have, like, an audienceless, like, match, um, just because it'd be accurate to how it's going just now. Um, then they showed Bug Snacks, the new game from the Octodad developers, which they, this didn't. This trailer didn't really give a clear idea of what the game really is, but it was more of a yeah. kind of theme, like thematic kind of world building thing. Where it's like these kind of cute, like I don't know what they look kind of walrusy, doggy, animal things. Um, uh, but then also these little bugs that are made out of different types of snacks. There's like a little strawberry that runs around, and there's a little hamburger that runs around. And when the walrusy people eat them, their arms turn into strawberries or curly fries. Or it was very silly. Um, very cute. The trailer was quite funny, and it had a Kiro Kiro Bonito song over the top of it, which they wrote specifically for it, which was very catchy, as their songs always are. And yeah, I don't know. That game looks cool. I'm interested in that. The Octodad developers, I don't know. Octodad was really good, so I can't trust them to make something fun. Um, yeah, into the PS4. Hmm. That was a good launch game for the PS4. I remember. Oh yeah, I forgot that was a launch game. Yeah. Yeah. This is a launch game as well, apparently. So nice. that's them. They're just the, the PlayStation launch game people now. <laughs> it's them and Ubisoft. Um Then they showed a trailer for something that's been kind of rumored for quite a long time, which is Blue Point doing a remake of Demon Souls, which was the predecessor to Dark Souls that only came out on PS3. And was, I don't know, it it wasn't like, it was just as good as a Dark Souls in a lot of ways, but it was kind of even harder to get into. And it, I don't know, it, it didn't do well. Like, that series didn't really catch on until Dark Souls came out. I think that's fair to say. I don't know, Nathan. That, like, I got this game when it came out, not because... I'd heard about anything about it. I just randomly went into game and saw this uh, game sitting in second hand for like 20 quid. Took it home and I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is this so hard? <laughs> it's like bullshit hard, bullshit frame rate. And I was like, but there's something here, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it built up a cult following. But yeah, that game, that game's like, didn't do well at all, you yeah. know? It was Dark Souls that really took off and people just, you know, look back on Demon Souls with like reverence because it basically brought about Dark Souls. Yeah, definitely. Um So yeah, this is a remake of that. The it looks really pretty. Um PS5 exclusive because Sony owns Demon Souls. Um 
being made by Bluepoint, who made that Shadow of the Colossus remake and a bunch of... I think they made like the Shadow of Colossus and Eco remasters. I want to say they also did the Metal Gear Solid remasters last gen as well. Um, but yeah, they've, they're, they're kind of... Hmm? I think they did Last of Us as well, did they not? Oh, they might have. I believe that. Um, but yeah, basically they they have mostly done remasters up until recently where they did Shadow of Colossus and now this. Um, I don't know, a lot of people seem to think that, and I kind of agree in some ways, that like the, the art style is very different from the original. Like They've changed things quite a lot and given things a different mood and feel. Um, personally, I'm alright with that because you can still play Demon's Souls. Like if you really want it with that old look and feel, you can go play the old Demon Souls. Um, I'm happy to have a new like interpretation of it. Yeah, um, and it looks nice. So, uh, then they showed Deathloop, which is the new game from Arcane, the makers of Prey and Dishonored. Dishonored, which is the one I was blanking on, um, and it looks cool as hell. They've showed this before. Yeah premises that you're a assassin dude who's trapped in a time loop trying to assassinate everyone that's trying to assassinate you and then there's an assassin lady who's specifically trying to assassinate you um they showed some gameplay it looks very dishonored slash prey like it has the dishonored like uh, the teleport thing and the shooting looks very much like prey which i like both those games so yeah, it was going for a nice, like the theme looked kind of nice as well. I had kind of like a kind of like retro futuristic vibe, and also it kind of seemed from the trailer that they're going for like black, like black exploitation vibes as well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the, the tone of the trailer and some of like the art style of like the, they showed like a title card thing at the end, is definitely very kind of black exploitation ish, which yeah. could be really cool. If they nail it. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be a launch game as well. So I think you're right. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, I think that one might be cross gen as well. I think that they announced it for PS4 before. But I may be wrong on that. Um, I think it's a console exclusive as well. So I think it's yeah, like well, I believe PS, right. PS and PC. Yeah. Understand correctly. Um, but that looks cool. I'm definitely going to pick that one up. Um, and then they showed Resident Evil Village, which was uh, uh, definitely an in-game trailer, judging from the frame rate of it. It was <laughs> definitely not a CG trailer, because it was running very poorly for most of the trailer. Um, but it looks quite cool. They're doing first person again, like they did for 7. And um, it's got werewolves. And what looks like witches or vampires or something, like yeah. they're kind of they're kind of moving away from zombies, which I'm kind of okay with. Um, and I like Resident Evil Seven, even though I didn't finish it. Uh, I did recently go back and play more of it though, outside of VR because it made me sick. <laughs> but I should finish it because it seems like this carries on the story basically from the end of that. Yeah, I, that trailer gives some major spoilers, man. Yeah, it's it like, does. <laughs> Okay, well you go, you're going there with it. Well, fuck it. Yeah, here's a new game. You had a uh, quite a few years to play Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Suck it. All right, fine. Um, but it looks cool. I like the 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 style of it. I like the tone of it. Um, again, the frame rate was 
really bad, which was surprising given Resident Evil 7 ran at 60 frames a second, didn't it? Yeah. Um, like Capcom games in general on that engine have run at like 60 frames a second. It's... That's a VR game. You can't really have that run in there. Like... Yeah, that's true. You can't run at 30 yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, so I assume that will run at 60 by the time it launches. And this is just quite early or something. Um, but it looks quite cool. Good change for Resident Evil. Um, they did the same thing they did for Resident Evil 7 where Resident Evil 7 was called what? What was it? Biohazard? Biohazard. Resident Evil yeah. 7 Biohazard and it lit up a 7 in the, the Biohazard bit. Or in Japan was called Biohazard Resident Evil 7 and it lit up. Or Resident Evil and it lit up a 7 in the thing. Um, <laughs> this one is called Resident Evil Village and they light up a Roman numeral 8 in the the village of it which is very silly and i am very in favor of um, <laughs> then they show their trailer for pragmata which also again was all in engine um doesn't seem to be a gameplay it seems like it was a cutscene of some kind or a tech demo um a spacesuit wearing dude walking down a street in what looked like you know a big japanese city maybe i think it was specifically wasn't that like I've not watched this trailer since it came out, but I want to say it was specifically like a recognizable bit of Tokyo. Yeah, it looked like Shibuya. Um, yeah. Don't know off the top. This is the one that I actually thought was like the Ludens. Yeah, same. I thought, I saw this and it's like, oh, this is a Kojima game, right? Because this is the Ludens dude. This is the, this that spacesuit thing, right? And it had like the holograms that look very much like the Death Stranding ones. And I was like, yeah, cool, I'll, this is that. I was very confused. Someone pointed out to me while I was watching it, they're like, this can't be a Kojima game though because the hair on the characters isn't good enough, which is fair. Because um, <laughs> uh, there's a little girl in it that didn't have like the nicest looking hair for a game. Um, lots of ray tracing in it, apparently, that kind of stuff. Um, and then like it cuts to like they get sucked up into space and they're on the moon and it was unclear about anything that's going on really but it looked cool it was all in engine um it's made by capcom it's called pragmata not super clear what it is but you know maybe secretly lost planet 4 they found the planet I thought the Piccadilly Arena is a girl's real girl. It looked like a doll to me, and then they ended up on the moon. And I was like, "All right, this isn't this isn't the next Kojima game." I'm confused, but I was, <laughs> yeah, I'm always down for something weird and you know unique and new. So definitely, I think that was something that um, that was good to show here, even though it's, it seems like it's probably years away and you know whatever. They didn't show any gameplay of what this thing actually is. It was just a tone piece, really, but that it was something cool and interesting was a good thing to show. Uh, then they ended on Horizon 2 Forbidden Dawn, uh, which looked fantastic. Again, they claim this was all an engine running on a PS5. It looked CG, but I mean that in a complimentary way, not in a, you know, they're faking it way. It, yeah, yeah. That didn't look like a game. It looked really, <laughs> really nice. Um it was definitely the thing, other than maybe Ratchet and Clank, it was definitely the thing that made me look at this and go, oh, PS5 is going to pull off some real nice looking things, huh? I mean, so the Xbox Series X, but they didn't show a game 
that showed me that. Um, yeah. Whereas this was like, oh, okay, that looks fucking fantastic. Um, our reservations against um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm like, yeah, this this game does actually look interesting and yeah, yeah great. I'm not the biggest Horizon fan either, so it's mostly a graphics thing for me. Hopefully, they, they you know add in some new things that make it a bit more varied than the first game. But yeah, like Last Reddick. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of it, a beautiful CG rendering of Last Reddick. Ah, <laughs> um, yeah, that trailer was great. Um, again, I. I feel like the initial stream didn't really, you know, do these things justice. Uh, but watching yeah. that trailer in 4K is very much like, oh, this is not something a PS4 could run. Like, this is definitely that next generation thing. Um, and then they showed the box, which I guess we've not actually talked to the podcast about the box yet. What do you guys think about how the PS5 looks? I... I kind of love it. I think it's really ugly, <laughs> but I love it. It just reminds me of like a, uh, uh, what do you call them, like um, Netgear router. It does look like a big router with like LEDs yeah. on it. I just, it's ugly, man. And it's, it's supposedly big as well. I'm just like, yeah. that's probably behind my TV if I'm being honest. <laughs> no, it's getting <laughs> prominent on the front for me. It's got this kind of nice fucking like wavy you know look to it the i'm going to get the disc version of it they revealed the disc version and a digital only version and the digital only version looks much nicer because the disc version looks like they forgot to add a disc drive to it and so just stuck it on the side <laughs> and so yeah. the shape is like completely different whereas the the digital only one is like this symmetrical nice looking console <laughs> the disc one's like i don't know there's a fucking disc drive on one side i guess um like intentional man hmm? I feel it was like intentional to push you towards that digital one it's like <laughs> you want the prettier I mean, one go that ugly disc one if you want mate but I mean look <laughs> at that. look at this the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible and I have a bunch of games on disc I'm not going to yeah. have finished all of those Yakuza games by the time the PS5 comes out I need to be able to play them on there well you know we spoke at length about my plans of finishing my backlog of 2,000 games <laughs> on the PS4. And, and hopefully reducing the running time by, like, you know, pushing them onto the SSD so the loading times disappear. Um, that's that's my, that's my um, you know, lofty dream anyways, whether that pans out. But... It's, I don't know, it was, it's an okay looking box. I think it looks quite ugly and I like that. <laughs> It doesn't just look like a black box, is the way I'm standing at it. Is consoles have looked like black boxes for a while now, with the exception of, you know, the Switch, which is a tablet. Um, so that's kind of a nice thing. But yes, it does also just look like a big ruler. And it is apparently going to be. Big. Colorwise. Hmm? I wish it was the inverse colorwise. Like, I wish like it was like. on the outside and white in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, like I can I bet they're gonna. There will be a bunch of color variations of this console at Sony. Wait for the, the bug snacks special edition. That's it. Ladybird colored on the outside and. 
No, the outside is coloured like uh, burger buns and the inside's brown like a burger pie. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Bug Snacks edition. Looks like a giant burger. Alright, I'm fucking sold. I'm waiting on that. <laughs> I will wait as long as it takes. Um, but yeah, that was the PS5 event. Um, how do you guys feel about this one? There was... Game-wise, there was less in it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you consider both of them at the moment, I still don't know which console I probably will end up, you know, because, uh, Nathan and myself have no self-control whatsoever. So we'll end up getting both of them. Nathan will probably end up getting a a few more versions than I will, but, (laughs) uh, but yeah, um, if, you know, which one am I going to get on launch day? I don't know. I definitely feel right. this had the same issue as the Xbox One, where a couple of these games are launch games, but it yeah, wasn't you, very you, clear that he, what, yeah. what is there to tell me that I want this at launch. Like, yeah. Spider Man was very good, and I will. I'm looking forward to a new one. I don't know if I buy a new console for Spider Man. Yes, yeah, that's it. Um, but again, I think they'll probably have an event in a few weeks that is here is the launch lineup that is more focused at if you're not sold on getting it long term on our previous event here's what the short term thing is here is what will be at launch and here's the price here's the yes yeah here's the 600 quid price point or whatever the fuck it's going to be um i don't know like like as as mike's currently pointed out like you know i'll probably end up getting whichever one I get first for the sake of it but there's no there's no games on here that for either of them that really as you say make me want to run out and get a a PS5 or a yeah yeah there's nothing to get you make you run out and do that pre-order yeah because everything that you know everything that looks like well everything that personally appeals to me well save for like Demon Souls but I played that on PS3 and I mean, I, I can wait till that drops to like £25 or, you know, pick it up in a sale. Everything that I, I kind of want to play, including Bug Snacks, which I'm sorry is the game of the game of both shows. <laughs> it was a very good you know, game. Find me online, find me if you want. But no, Bug Snacks, Bug Snacks, game of 2020. Calling <laughs> it out. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, even that's on PC. And it's like, it, it's kind of like Resident Evil Village. I'm like, PC, Deathloop, PC, you know, like, I'm not going to go through yeah. this, yeah. but, like, even, like, the whole premise of the Xbox show is like, hey, man, you might be able to play this on Xbox One, you know, you might be exclusive to Xbox Series X, but there's not one of these fuckers that isn't on PC. So yeah. I'm just like, I come out of both of these thinking, I might need a PS5, but I probably need a new graphics card. Like that's that's literally how I come out of those. And like, yeah, yeah. I definitely come out of these not particularly interested in getting an Xbox, but yes, interested in upgrading yeah. my PC to play the Game Pass first party games. Um, for me, I still prefer playing things on a console to playing on a PC. So having one of these beefy consoles to play third party stuff for the most part is a thing that I want. But in terms of like selling me at for launch on it. And you see what the launch lineup is, obviously. But, you know, I'll probably get one just because I like buying stupid expensive nonsense. 
but there's nothing that's <laughs> jumping out that's like you need this to play spider-man and it's like i don't really need spider-man right now yeah if that ratchet and clank game was at launch i would be the opposite way in this because i love ratchet and clank and i'd be like okay cool like ra- things like ratchet and clank are the kind of games that make me go i need a ps5 at some point because they're making a new cool looking Ratchet and Clank and it'll only play on that and I need that because I love Ratchet and Clank. Gran Turismo as well. It's like, hey, new pretty looking Gran Turismo, I want that. Um But those aren't launch games. Yeah. yeah. I um, like I feel for for me it'd be something like God of War Two or Yeah. Coming into the as sad as this sounds, coming into the PS4, a major reason why I you know, went PS4 over like Xbox was because it had weird series like Yakuza that, you know, you would get these kind of like kind of weird Japanese kind of cult series that are now kind of spreading across both, you know. Yeah, Microsoft's like, doing a better job of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that like I, I like they've know, I locked up Yakuza for the next gen temporarily, but like at launch, Yakuza Seven will be on Xbox Series X and will not be on PS Five. Yeah, and it's you know like the, I kind of looked at it. I kind of looked at it like I loaded up Steam and then it was like, oh, buy Yakuza Seven here, which wasn't an option last gen. Yeah. So it's like my reasons, you know, my my reasons was like I like weird weed games. I'm a weird, you know, I like weird Japanese games. I like stuff like, you know, like Nia, which is That'll you know like Nia One. Yeah, now you can get on everything. So to it's be like, fair, though, if near if the next near is like near Automata, you won't want it on PC. The PC well, yeah, true. Rough. I mean, this like these games are coming to yeah, these are everything. coming to like you know Xbox and everything in a way that they weren't in the in the last gen. Yeah, you know backwards compatibility in a way that it wasn't really in the last gen. You know, like so it's it's like kind of with mindfulness, it's kind of tough to, for me to say. Like, yeah, as we say, we've got no self-control, so we're probably just going to buy it through the hype and be like, all right, got this console to play my PS4 games. For me, it comes down to the first-party stuff. And, like, there's nothing that tells me I need a Series X because I'm not super invested in Microsoft's first-party and the stuff that's coming out anyway will be on PC. Um, Whereas Microsoft has... Sorry, Sony has a bunch of stuff that I have gotten very invested in Sony's first party lineup over the years now. Like, I went from kind of only liking what Infamous last gen. I try to think what other first party stuff Sony had last gen that I was into. I didn't really like God of War, I didn't like Uncharted. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of first party stuff I was super interested in last gen. And over the PS4 generation, they have sold me on sony first party as a like a force of games that i need yeah not quite on par with like a nintendo but they're they're aiming in that direction of making their studios like that like you don't buy the switch because you want third party stuff on it you buy switch because you want nintendo games and they feel like it feels like sony are going in that direction of you're not buying the ps5 for third party stuff although it is also there you're buying PS5 because you want the new God of War, the new Horizon, the new whatever sequel they do to Ghost of Tsushima, etc. Um, but I feel like they could have met, made a better argument for that specifically at launch. 
Like, I think long term, I'm going to get a PS5 because I need those games and those games will come mm-hmm. and those games will be great. But at launch, Spider-Man is not the thing that is going to make me really want it. Uh, and if I buy a PS5 at launch, which I probably will, it'll be, you know, some of these third-party stuff like Kena, which is also coming out in PS4, and, you know, that kind of stuff that I could get elsewhere, that'll be played on PS5. So for people that yeah. don't have as much disposable income as me and aren't buying consoles they don't need, I don't really see the argument for, hey, you should spend your money here right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So like, honestly, like my my primary driver in the moment is like maybe I maybe I should buy a PS5 and then I might be able to wait for Cyberpunk's next gen version. <laughs> and it's like I suppose or I can just play the games on, you know, if I haven't finished Tsushima and Judgment by then, maybe I can play those just slightly less judgment. Times, you know. But yeah, like I I think might kick the nail on the head there, man. I think like and you know both of you can't really there's there's no really real impetus to get any of these machines um personally not not for everyone but like yeah that's... no i could see people be totally sold on spider spider-man was one of the best-selling games of like this generation in such a short period of time like it sold super duper well it would not surprise yeah. me if having a new spider-man game on the console launches enough to for most people to be like i need that now i, I love that game i need that more like yeah I, I think what Spider-Man was our podcast game of the year that year. Uh, it yeah, wasn't. I think it was. But I can't remember. I don't think it was on my list, or it wasn't very high on my list. Like I'm, I like that game, but I'm not super as into it as everyone else was. So for me, looking at it, it's like great, more Spider-Man. I'll play that. That'll be fun. But it's not a selling point. But I can understand that for a lot of people, that was their favorite game of that generation or of that year. For some people, probably of the generation, and. Uh-huh. Spider-Man at launch is a, you know, it's a selling point for them. It is a, you know... It's an event, yeah. Yeah. Um, personally, not for me, but, you know, I can see that being a thing for people. Um, I do also think, like like I said before, I think Sony is rumoured to have an event in August, and I suspect that'll be where they focus in on here's the things coming at launch specifically. Um, but I expect it's going to be a lot of third-party stuff we already know about. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know, the usual Ubisoft stuff. It'll be Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, Just Dance, you know, the stuff that sells consoles. Um, FIFA, Madden, you know, <laughs> those things. It's, yeah, that's well I don't know. There's a long way to go on this still, but Cool. These boxes are going to be out in November, presumably. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's wrap up the longest podcast we've done in a long time. It makes <laughs> up for the fact we've not done any in like more, two months. Well, that's it. What you should do is ration yourself, listen to it in like <laughs> half an hour segment. I'll split it something. up into part one, part two, part three. I'll just release like here's us talking about Ghost of Tsushima, here's us doing the Xbox event, here's the PlayStation event. I thought you guys said you're moving to like a quarterly release. Oh, I didn't realize, man. Sorry. We need to open a Patreon if we're going to do that. <laughs> you need to, you need to like 
cultivate a community of people that only expect releases in short bursts, which is kind of what Patreon's good for. <laughs> but I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. There's uh, anything? Did we miss anything out? Or... Oh, probably. Oh yeah, no. We could but, talk uh, about the Ubisoft event. <laughs> yeah, well, in that case, I'm going to go and you, you, you and Nathan can stay on. The only thing I want to say about the Ubisoft event is that they showed a trailer for like some mobile might and magic game or some shit, and that trailer started saying the last few months have been really good. Oh yeah, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking? about? It's like, how could you launch this tone death for trailer during a fucking pandemic, you idiots? Yeah, what, wasn't it the beginning of this year has been great? Yeah, something, it's something like, like that. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. It's like, they obviously meant for our game, but it's still like, come on, guys. That's... <laughs> um, I don't even want to get into this because, like, you know, I don't want to extend this podcast to another hour, but just everything surrounding Ubisoft going into that show. Oh, 100%. Like... All of the stuff about, like, the abuse from top to bottom that was covered up by high-up people in that company, and then the fact they went into that event and didn't yeah. mention it once? Like, not even a little, like, you know, one-line thing from Eves being like, oh, we're going to put a proper statement after this, or you can see our statement here, or something like that, but, you know, whatever. It was just, we're not going to talk about this. Yeah. Here's our event. And it's like, that's fucked up. Like, after the way they handled that, man, I think the less said about Ubisoft in their event and any promotion is the best. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, man. This is like, yeah. And you know what? That... There wasn't much interest in there anyway. So it's fine. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap it up by talking about the <gasps> EA event. <laughs> there's infinite events we could keep this going forever uh, yeah the yeah, Devolver Digital Conference <laughs> I didn't actually watch the Devolver one I need to do that yeah, I'm just going to hear a fud from like Mike in a second <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everyone see you later bye Bye. <laughs>